They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery, here with my good friends, Ek to Fly, Eric Trambicki. Mr. Sexy Punakana, CK and Joe Rottermill. I'm, uh, I'm willing to share the titles tonight. <laughs> and the voice that runs the place, Mr. Wednesday Night Live, the European champion, Alo Aaron Lloyd, hailing from Lisbon, Portugal. Uh, before we get started... Don't forget to mention he's my best friend. Also, yes, Ek2 Fly's best friend. I well, Ron's my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> kind of irrelevant, but whatever. <laughs> I'm kind of glad we didn't have to hold the cue cards up for you this week. <laughs> Yeah, I had a struggle the last few weeks. (laughs) Uh, Before we get started, just want to say thank you, all three of you. It's been one year officially, episode number 52. What, what? I don't know if everybody thought we'd make it this long, but we did. Kind of monumental. I thought I'd die before now. (laughs) Ron apparently almost did. I did. He had a tough time making it to this this historic moment. After a debilitating bout of a stomach virus for two days, it took a lot of chicken broth and tea. To get my voice back to a manageable level to be here this week. So, so luckily, dedication, dedication. Yeah, I had no voice yesterday. Luckily, I have enough of one to do the show today. Hey, you have a podcast. You always have a voice. <laughs> That's true. You're committed to your peeps. I am. So I try to stay committed. Vintage past the last few days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man, I was a wreck. Yeah, if I could count how many times you asked, did we throw up? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I cared about. I was like, I just hope I didn't get anybody else sick. I'm glad that I did it. So far. I think I think we're far enough removed from it now that yeah, I probably good. didn't. Fingers crossed. Yeah. But one year in, uh, I, I'm going to kind of just throw this to you guys on the fly. Eric, what has been the best part of this year doing the podcast for you? Well, I think this goes without saying, but that would be talking about wrestling and drinking beer with my friends. <laughs> CK and Joe? Just the... Um, enormous amount of fan letters and se- sexual kind of innuendos I've got from 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 fans around. You know, Pandy's podcast. gonna throw that shit. I didn't want to mention that because I do have a wife. Well, <laughs> you do have some accolades that did kind of earn those. So. Yeah, I mean, I, Mr. Sexy, how who can resist? This this just got me out there. So yeah, it's part of the territory. Hey, hey, well, I get to sit here and what and talk about wrestling for. Once a week with all you guys. I get to see Eric almost every week. For years before we started the show, we always like, we got to hang out. And I get to see him all the time. And he, he's become my best, best friend. friend. Now you're saying, uh, saying we're going to hang out less. We're going to cut that down. No, we'll, we'll, we'll make it higher. We'll make it higher because I got I to gotta babysit him sometimes. S- second year at a podcast is, you know, we're going to take the best friendship to another level. To, to yeah, well, year, year two starts next Wednesday, so. Yeah, and then. Um, Ooh, wait till yeah. you see what we got planned for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah and um, all the things we did going, going back to doing Throwback Madness and um, Audio and Sanctions with Char, Sh- um, um, Shiv. Shiv, yeah, Shiv. And um, Der- me, met Derek and Russ and Donovan. Just me and new people. It's always been great. And I've been put on Facebook that I appreciate everybody. I, I want wrestling fans to come out of hiding because they mm-hmm. don't think it's the most popular thing. And I also put out there that we cater to everybody. If you just like to hear people's stories, if you don't watch wrestling anymore, we have Throwback Madness, for, Throwback Madness specifically for you because there's a lot of people that I, that I see that buy figures, that, but they'll just buy the fi- old figures. I'll ask them, do you still watch? So, no, they'll say, no, I just watch, no, I just like the old stuff. I'm like, well, we have stuff to cater to you. Like, we review ads to our pay-per-views, even on um, Rufus Gresham era. So whenever you stop watching, we kind of have something for everybody. And one more thing before we get into the show, mm-hmm. the real meat, pota- meat and potatoes. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
I think I'm going to change my round mush, my Mount Rushmore. Really? Yeah. Ah, epic. I'm no, I can't wait. Still way to kick in. I'm going to do some rearranging <clears throat> on my Mount Rushmore. You've had one change so far yeah. this year. You're cleaning out the closet a little. Yeah. <laughs> so we talked. So I mentioned a few months, a long time ago, that during Throwback Madness, we haven't reviewed any Shawn Michaels matches. And we've also had Paul Carboni in, on the show. Oh, uh, big, big thank you to Joe Lafferty, by the way. Mm-hmm. He's an intricate, integral part of this show. Correct. Yeah, but um, Paul Carboni also on his unsanctioned episode with Laugh, he also he mentioned that Triple H may be the best character in professional in the history of professional mm-hmm. wrestling. And doing this show, as great as Shawn Michaels was as a performer, and and in the ring and as a character. His second run as a career, the second run of his career was better than his first, right. arguably. Arguably. But he was the same character for that time. And we, we've gone back in time and do these throwback madness episodes, and we've seen the evolution of a character in Triple H. And a thing, I, a problem I have with a lot of people is when they say they're Mount Rushmore, their favorites of all time, I think, no disrespect to anybody, but I think they go back to to sound accepted. Like, they'll name somebody that was 20 something years before their time. And it's like, you it's hurting. Were, it's you, hurting behavior. Like you hear something and you go along with yeah, the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like my my, my rush one was Michael's Triple H, The Undertaker, and Edge. Because Triple H, Edge, I grew up with those guys. I watched them grow. So I'm gonna. So I'm gonna. I think when you people name their rush one, they should cater more to what they grew up on because you could appreciate it more instead of going back. You can't appreciate it as much. So what was your original Mount Rushmore? It was, was exactly it was Michael's order? Triple H. The Undertaker and Edge. Okay. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to take Triple H's nose and move it over to number one, <laughs> and we have enough love for Michaels over here that he could beat number two on somebody mm-hmm. on somebody's list. Because like I said, we've we've gone through Throwback Madness, we've gone through almost every every evolution of Triple H, and I can argue, I, I can argue I can say and I'll argue anybody that he may be the best character in professional wrestling history. So Triple H is now my number one on my Mount Rushmore. Time out. Time out. The only adjustment to your Mount Rushmore was the order. Yeah. There I was never nobody. Had I never had an There order. was nobody being subtracted and nobody being added? No. It's just moving over. That's uh, not as epic as That was a lot of suspense for somewhat of a letdown. I feel like this was just an episode of Raw. <laughs> because you know what? Well, you know what? I think if you ask anyone or in our cast, or if we ask good friend of the show, Joe Laugh, we all thought Triple H was your number one. There's no love for Michaels. Triple H was number two. I'll move him over. Well, actually, I, I, I will say this, Eric. I was about to jump in on Alo's behalf and say that him moving Triple H ahead of HBK when everybody else has HBK number one is a big deal. I got Austin number one. But then you made the point that everybody already thought Triple H was number one already anyway. I wasn't even thinking about that. <laughs> I, I didn't know there was an order. I just there named him out Rushmore. People that shaped wrestling for me. Well, apparently there's number one and there's number four. <laughs> Well, uh, HBK's always been HBK's still my number one. I, I think I, I, re- I remember us one yeah, going one through four because I remember uh, before Pash replaced Flair, uh, Flair with Jericho. Mm-hmm. I think he originally was saying um, it makes sense. My number four is Ric Flair for Horsemen. So I, I do remember people going in numbers on him, but I for sure thought Triple H was Aaron's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like our friendship is a bust right now. I'm gonna go, guys, you're I'm gonna number four on the friendship. On our one-year anniversary show, I'm just going to remind everybody that Triple H is my number one. <laughs> I'm, I'm moving him up on the list. Jeez. <laughs> I'm going to move him up. <laughs> well, maybe next week's show, 
and this is kind of off topic. Uh-huh. You should do a recap of where we were la- this time last year as far as title picture and people and then, and then break into the show. That's a good idea. It's then kind of a reflection. Two, F1, recap. I like it. You're going to have to probably remind me of it, though, because I forget everything, <laughs> as everybody has learned over the last year. Uh, that's one of the big things I've learned about myself over the to last year defense, is that I forget everything. To my defense, I said rearrange. I didn't either, say, I didn't say, either, I said either rearrange. Way, either way. He I'll did. listen to this tomorrow and we'll know what you said. <laughs> but I'm not going to skip over the host. Pash, what was your favorite part? Favorite part of this year? Yeah. Um, I think one first thing of all that you three actually agreed to do this, that all three of you stuck it out for this long. Uh, the laughs you guys have provided me every week. I think I told you two last week maybe I had the worst day I've had at work in my life. I was really stressed out all day, and the first time I felt like normal was when I got home after we did the show. Because I was like, oh, yeah, I just like laughed and joked around with these guys for two hours. So I appreciate the camaraderie I have with the three of you. You guys have become much better friends over the course of the year. And I'm thankful for that. And like I said, thankful for the dedication you guys have showed. And, yeah, um, I mean, I'm dedicated. I'm here. I'm not even getting paid to do it. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm still here doing the show. Yeah, I'm thankful for, for the effort you guys have put in, for the entertainment value you provide, and for the fact that every week you guys show me that there's no way. One, I could have ever done this by myself. I couldn't have done this with people who were not fully committed to it. And there's nobody else I could have done this with but the three of you that this would have turned out. As well as it did. Well, look at my best friend. It took him a year to get notes. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, he's halfway there though. He's only yeah. halfway. There. That's a baby face move. Yeah, he's got. Hand, he's, he's taking got all my jobs. He's, he's getting he's getting the agenda ready. He's taking all my jobs. <laughs> he's he's pre screening the questions. Oh yeah. So, yeah, he's coming in like a storm for a year or two. He's coming into his own. Ready for that massive WrestleMania. Even, even brought push. a cooler and not just a uh, twelve pack this time. So yeah, this is true. I'm more prepared as ever now. Yeah. Well, well to get started off. First things first, uh, Alo brought up HBK. He had his big return on oh. Raw. Um, I don't know if this was just the segment was bad, but is it just me or has the HBK character, is it just not aging well? No. Like, when he came out, I was almost a little uncomfortable watching him just go through the motions. Strut of stuff. In the baggy jeans, the vest, the cap. I was like, this is not HBK. Maybe. This is this is an old Michael this, Hickenbottom. This is, this is home life. <laughs> you know what? I, I look at it like this. Maybe I'm too much of a mark, and that is one of my all-time favorites. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he comes back at least once a year, if not more. Uh, whether it's, you know, WrestleMania season, he shows his face usually. Sometimes they have those Legends panels where he'll give his input on who's going to win, the main event of Mania. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, everyone knows, this was him to come and... One, boost Raw's rating. Two, promote his his um, non WWE straight yes. to DVD. Uh, it's in movie some theaters. It's gonna Is be in it? some theaters. Yeah. Oh, good. So I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like I've seen him do stuff like this. The way he came out, I mean, that his hats are always terrible. I'll never wear a cowboy hat, but the black <laughs> sparkles that was terrible. That I didn't like that. This but at the end of the day, I mean, this, that's the kind of way he's been coming out for the past four I mean, years. Sean Michaels has always been kind of gaudy, though, with the way he comes out. He's yeah, always been kind exactly, of exactly. in his so own I, style. What I'm just saying, like, I'm not, like, no, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm too much of a fan of him because I wasn't bothered by it. Um, it wasn't a great segment. And then even when you go from that to adding Rusev and Jinder and then adding um, Enzo and Cass, going from there, this segment 
I don't even want to blame it on being bad on his part. And I saw a lot of people on he social wasn't media bashing. Was bad. No, yeah. he played no part in it not being a good save. Yeah, the crowd wasn't I, I, I too know, hot for it. I had no issue mm-hmm. with him. And then I read a lot of things on social media about the crowd being bad. And at the same time, I was watching it. I was behind, so I'm trying to fast forward to catch up to it. And by the time I get there to the segment. I wasn't bothered by it. I wasn't paying attention to the crowd. I do think it would have been better if Enzo didn't come out or in a wheelchair. I just thought, like, I don't know. There was something. I just think, if anything, they shouldn't have used him in that segment. I just think that kind of almost drug Michaels down. Yeah. No no I, offense to Enzo. I just think, if you know, it's cool. Let him do that wheelchair thing here and there. But, you know, you got those two doing their own... Um, you know, s- sayings together, their slogans. Mm-hmm. I just didn't think it meshed well. Yeah, here, here's my thought, though. It's not that HBK hasn't been doing the same thing for a while. It's like Ric Flair's character. Age is fine because, you know, he's the the kiss-stealing, wheeling-dealing son of gun. He could do that forever. He could be 90 years old and still do that. HBK, the, the sexy boy, he's not... I don't. I just don't feel like it's aging well. Well, we'll time out. So, my opinion... And with, again, we've been doing this for 52 weeks, mm-hmm. 12 months. First month, the first three months at least, and probably more than three months, we didn't do throwback madness. So when Shawn Michaels returned in 02, you know, he wasn't necessarily the sexy boy. He wasn't how he was when he retired at WrestleMania 14. Um, he wrestled in tights for a little while, then his ring gear changed, mm-hmm. and you could tell he aged. So... Not that he wasn't good in ring, but it was just different than the character he was in the late 90s. Yeah. So, I rewatched a lot of that stuff after my uh, several year hiatus not watching the product. However, when he came back in the 2000s, that wasn't the 90s sexy boy, blah, blah, blah. But you couldn't change his gimmick, you couldn't change his entrance music. But he still had the same. Yeah, um, all right. cool. yeah there was still something about him that. While he wasn't, you know, 96, 98 Shawn Michaels, he still, there still was something about him that, that music suited him, and he was the character. Whereas now I, I feel like I'm looking at someone who's trying to be something he's not. And Like Stone Cold. If he came out on Monday Night Raw and that glass hit, he'd walk down, he'd be like, that's Stone Cold Steve Austin, exact same guy. HBK comes down to that music, and it's like, this is not the same guy. It's like clear that it's not the same guy anymore. But the funny thing, I mean, at least he puts himself down every time where he says that he's, he does. he's gassed from, from <laughs> the entrance. Yeah. Now, Alo, do you agree with this? Do you disagree with me? I agree. Cause, cause it's like the aura is gone. Because how old is Shawn Michaels? What is he, 52? He's 51, 52. 51, 52, come out, it's a sexy boy. And it's like what my best friend even said, he's... When Michaels came back, he, and you just said also, he wasn't the 96, 97 sexy boy Shawn Michaels out there on Playgirl mm-hmm. or Mackin' on Sunny. He wasn't He wasn't <laughs> that. He was this God-loving Christian coming out to the ring, praying on his knees. And then later, maybe around 2008, 2009, when he was a part of G Generation X, mm-hmm. that's what they were, yeah. they just a G version <laughs> of DX, he would wear the cowboy hat all the time. So that be, that became him. But it's the fact that he was just Shawn Michaels. So that's... that's he still music. came out. So the same music. Yeah, I know, but I know, but, but see, when he's as a when you when he when he was wrestling and you saw him every week, that stuff that music suited him because we saw him every week and we know that Shawn Michaels. Now we see him what once a year, once twice a year, and he comes out. It's like okay, half these kids don't even know who they who this guy is. They just got they, they plug him the week before. So everybody's like, yeah, but they don't know who he was. Like he got no reaction. Yeah, to me, it's the, it's the way he carries himself. Like I said, Austin comes out, 
you know he's still well, Austin Cold is Steve Austin. Austin. That's that, that, that's Flair no character. That's Austin. Still that's Austin. Michaels was the character, and he's not playing the character anymore. He's just coming out as Michaels pitching a movie. Mm-hmm. Now, Joey, that's exactly you, what he was doing. you just hit on a point, and Eric said the same thing about people saying that the crowd wasn't into it. The not first thing I thought was how ashamed that crowd should be that Goldberg gets a bigger pop at this mm. point than Shawn Michaels. Mm. That's disgusting to me. Like, you have a guy who pretty much universally is viewed as the greatest in-ring performer of all time who gets, like, it could have been almost anybody who came out there. Like, it, it might as well One of the been, first wrestlers that kind of used the oversell with a move, which kind of helped heighten the wrestlers that he was fighting, and it was it's it's amazing to watch. Yeah, I... I I did not love this segment though. We don't want to talk about that right yeah, now. Know, the movie didn't. Movie didn't look too good either. Was, I, I don't know. I don't know where to tell. No offense. Was. No offense, Michaels. But the movie. Well, didn't well look here great. at the same mm-hmm. time, Goldberg wasn't here this week on Raw, so maybe it's the town's fault. And I don't want to blame it on town. I mean, e- either way, I look at it. It is what it is. I mean, man, we were together. You know, seventy-five percent of us for Mania. Sean got a pop when he came out. Yeah. Yeah, that's an arena what, of a hundred something thousand people. And on top of that, you throw him out there plugging a movie. Shawn Michaels plugging his movie. That, that's what you throw him out there for. Yeah. yeah. And I was about to say, when Goldberg's been coming out, at least you know he means action. If, fan of him or not, you know if he's coming out there on Monday night, he's coming out there. Someone may get speared. Someone may get jackhammered. So whether someone our age that was a fan of him, someone older or close to our age that was a fan or a kid that's seeing him and is learning about him, they're excited. At the end of the day, Shawn Michaels coming out there in jeans and a cowboy hat. All right, he did super kick Rusev, but you didn't think he was going to do that. You didn't think that's a guarantee. There's there's kind of a difference. He's coming out there and you're like, "Uh, what am I getting excited for? Now, the difference, and I'll shoot myself back down, him coming out at Mania, he came out in ring gear. You knew he meant business. I think yeah. it's I think it's part of it too that you don't expect Michaels to wrestle anymore. You when you see Undertaker come back, you you know he's probably gonna come back for a match. Yeah. When you see Goldberg come back, you're expecting him to be in a match. Michaels, you're not. Is it anybody else find it find it find it funny that Rusev is so bad, but it's funny? Oh, he's awesome. <laughs> <It's terrifying. laughs> I find yeah. him like the pro, when they when they, they Vince sends him out there to do stuff. It's not good, but it's just so funny because he's no, so he's funny. over the top. But, yeah. I'm with Lana in your movie. <laughs> CGI her in your movie. She's better than Emma Stone. I, I agree with that. But he is so obnoxious. It is so it's so bad, but it's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, no, Rusev pulls off. He turns garbage into gold <laughs> every week he goes out there. But I gotta say, Anton Cass, they've been vincified. Mm-hmm. They they've lost their entire aura to me. Listen, when they showed up on the main roster, I think after two months, they were in NXT the whole time and never touched the titles. I think they lost their aura a little bit there to me. I think they dropped the ball on what they should have done with them there. Well, but they didn't need I mean, titles to get over. It's just the fact that after when they, when they first got there... Well, they should have been doing that as a favor to those titles. But they're the so good, they don't need the titles. But the thing is, Vince the is titles like... titles needed them. Vince is like, I like, you're funny. <laughs> How tall are you? <laughs> And then, like, at, like, after July, we were at Battleground. We was like, Enzo was awesome. Ever since after July, they haven't been, Enzo and Cash haven't been the same. You could tell what Vince is telling Enzo to say, because Enzo says the same thing basically every week now. Yeah. Yeah, they have not been nearly as entertaining. Yeah, they're getting close to fast-forward category. Um, so we brought up Shawn Michaels. We might as well bring up who arguably is his greatest rival, The Undertaker. 
made his return to Raw after saying SmackDown was his home uh, not much more than a month ago. Kind of confusing, but... Uh. Yeah. He announces his entrance into the Royal Rumble. So, Joey, I'll let you be the first to give your opinion on this, because I know you're a big Undertaker guy. Let's do it. I do want to just say one one problem I had first. One nitpick I had. No, cool, cool. Why were they pretending he might not be there when he had been advertised already to be there? They already told me he was going to be like, there. They said rumors. They... No, that, that was the storyline thing. Oh, well, I hear it's a rumor. I hear it's a rumor, even though he's advertised. But then also they tried arguing against it by... Uh, tried to play it out. Like go go apologize fail. to the crowd. Yeah, like he was advertised to be there. We knew he was going to be there. And they were pretending like, oh, Mick Foley's job job review hinges on whether he's here or not. Kind of stupid to me. Don't get it. Um, Maybe it's part of the reason why Undertaker kind of said he does what he wants. He yeah. doesn't really answer anybody. I'm glad he covered that up. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, he said yeah. SmackDown's my home. Why is he on Raw? Yeah. I'm glad he did cover that up. Me too. Now, Joey, how did you feel? Other, other than those nitpicks, how did you feel about the Undertaker's performance on Monday? I enjoyed it. I mean, like I said, I don't know why he was coming out on Raw, but... I like the fact they came out. You know, he's talking twenty nine souls, twenty nine holes. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna he's gonna kind of run through the roster, and it's good to see him fi- fi- finally follow up for what he said before. He said he's like, you know, he's not gonna be defined by WrestleMania. So he came out the, sh- the pay per view before WrestleMania to kind of fi- back that up finally. Yeah. <laughs> Did he say digging twenty nine holes for twenty nine souls before? I don't I have no I idea. I don't recall because he hasn't been Rumble in like what since oh nine. A while. You know what? I could be, and it, you know. I think when he said it, it instantly came into my head that I was like, I know I heard this before. He did this. I don't think I just remember it till right now. I think that's from 92 Rumble. Him or Paul Barra said it. Oh, well, we won't remember that. But <laughs> if they... I just watched that, so I think that's Okay, what I, I was going to say, I'd be really impressed if you hold on to that for that long. What were you, like one? <laughs> <laughs> I was. If that. He I was a couple of days. He laughed really hard just to say, oh, yeah, I was. You're right. Yeah, the first thing I remember hearing was the Undertaker saying 29 holes for 29 souls. I was in my little cradle, and then the Undertaker no, no, that no, out. It, it changed my, out of my, it changed my life. Age. Yeah. Um, do you think the Undertaker has a chance to win the Royal Rumble? As a fan, I'd say yes, but as a realist, I'd say he's not going to. He's not going to? I don't think so. But are you happy with his appearance? Yeah, and I, I'd like to see him. It gives a little more of an aura to uh, to, the, to the match itself, the rumble, that he's in there. And that I agree. He's it makes it more exciting. House. Yeah, it makes you get more names instead of just throwing garbage wrestlers in there that you know have no chance. Yeah. Alo, your thoughts on The Undertaker's appearance? Well, I kind of I predicted that he would enter the Royal Rumble because there's no need for him to be on Raw. He's not plugging his new movie. Yeah. <laughs> he has one. So I was, I was like, He's not in the resurrection of Gavin Stone? Well, he is dead. So. <laughs> True. Resurrection would be nice. Yeah, <laughs> but <Can't> fit in. <laughs> but I was I, I figured that because there would be no need for him to be on Raw. He says SmackDown is his home, would always been his home, and WrestleMania would no longer find me. This is the first time we've seen him. So and he did cover up saying I go where I want to go. <laughs> so he did say that. He did say that. And as of right now, I think he's the favorite to win the Royal Rumble match. We got a question from Laugh. We'll get into after we get after hear what you think. But as of right now. He's my favorite to win the Royal Rumble because what are you going to do? Like, Goldberg and Lesnar, they're going to take each other, right? That's kind of obvious. Yeah. We don't know what's gonna, with Finn Balor because Finn Balor's going to troll you until until right. the Royal Rumble match is literally over. <laughs> he'll, be, he'll be tweeting about it until number 30 Exactly. Comes he'll, he'll probably be in Gorilla saying, I'm ready to go. That's just how he'll Finn tweet Bal- a picture of himself. In Gorilla, it. yeah. That's how Finn Balor is. He's so awesome. C- Cena's going to win his match and be like, Kenny Omega's coming out next. <laughs> yeah. So are you ready to hear that Demon King? Yeah. yeah. No. 
So over and over again. No, I, it's funny because I do miss Finn. I kind of hope he's been gone long enough that they forgot about. They him. forgot that that's yeah. his gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. So. Like as of right now, my favorite is the Undertaker, and if we if we when we do predictions in a couple of weeks, if we have a dark horse, because I think you need to have like at least two two guys in mind. Mm-hmm. My dark horse right now is the Miz. So, but I do think the Undertaker is going to win the Royal Rumble match. Another call that Joe Laugh made a few weeks ago. He thinks the Miz is going to win the Rumble. Um, Eck, were you cool with what the Undertaker did? Judging by last call, I, w- I, m- I wish I left him and Aaron in 2016. <laughs> um, but, no, uh, Taker, I, agree. I think I like the star power. I like the star power hint. Am I the only one? And, again, I swear on everything I love, when Undertaker, whether it's now or if it's in the year 2029, whenever the Undertaker does retire, I'm going to look back on his career and I'm going to like him more. And I remember, like, when I started watching the product again in late 2010, early 2011, mm-hmm. I was excited when he was coming back from Mania with Triple H. I was excited for that. But I'm ready for him to retire. Is it just me? Or maybe, again, social media is a curse. I saw pictures of him on crutches with gray hair a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how, how is he going to come in here and bury 29 people? They need a good, he needs a good wig. I, that's why I'm just like it's a little spray paint. Does wonders. Dude, I think he should come in. I think he should come in. I think he should look great in the clean match. I, I think he should clean house. I don't think he should win. I mean, if he wins, he doesn't answer to no one. So who? Do, so are they going to do again? This is during my tenure when I wasn't watching. Uh, years ago, if you won the Rumble, what was it? The ECW champion, the world champion, and the weird. WWE champion were in the ring, and you'd pick one. That's who I'm going to face at Mania. So what are they, what's he going to do? He's going to FaceTime uh, both the WWE champion and the Universal champion hey, that, and say, one, hey, if I hang up right, on you, that's, that's not who I'm going to face. I'm going to no, face see, the other that, guy. That, that's the clever thing because we don't know how that's going to work this time around with, with the new brand, with, brand split because before they would do that. You could choose who you wanted to face, the, being the, the Royal Rumble winner. The Undertaker did it. He went to all three shows in a week, and then the next week he decided who he wanted to face. So we don't know how, that, how that's going to work. And with him bouncing between Raw and SmackDown, you know, saying I go where I want, that, that that's like kind of an Easter egg to see. Say he's going to win. I, I don't think he's going to win because of that. I, I think that he's going to get set up for a feud at WrestleMania through this match, but I don't think he's going to win. And then the thing with Undertaker is being in the Royal Rumble. This is the same thing we said about Finn. Even if Finn's not completely ready, you don't have to do much in the Royal Rumble match. So, so time out. Uh, Undertaker's won one Royal Rumble. 2007, match, and he was number 30. He was 29 or 30. So here's the thing. If he comes in that late, in my opinion, and I think the same thing goes for Goldberg. If Goldberg's Goldberg's either going to have to come in midway through the show, he is. clean house, Brock's going to have to either already be in there, and then they're going to have to get eliminated by someone bigger. Because or, 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 or they're going to, the two of them be brown. They'll, they'll, they'll eliminate think, each other, or Strowman and multiple other people will oh, eliminate geez. the two no, of them. Because I don't, I don't think Lesnar and Goldberg will even get eliminated. So I think they'll just take each other out and just fight. Well, Either way, whichever way it goes down, I can't see Goldberg lasting for a long time. Same thing goes with The Undertaker. So, Undertaker, he's not going to come out number two, and you're not going to see him as the final four. So, here's my thing. If he's going to win the damn thing, you know, it's almost insulting when you got people like Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels, who both won the Rumble multiple, multiple times. Both of them entered number one once upon a time and won the damn thing. Undertaker, he comes in the last two. Like, if he's going to win this, 
There's no way he could come in earlier than 25. And he, win. he can come in at 25, 30, because the way I see it, I have. Brock. But don't you think that's a little like repetitive? No, it's not, because nobody, nobody's going to be like, only, only smarts like us would be like, oh, well, he came in at 29, one before. And no, nobody's thinking about that. I am, and it's bothering Nobody's thinking about that. <laughs> the way I have it is, I have Brock, let's say, all right, I, I can see right now the ring is full. Brock probably coming around. 12 to 15. Because Ty Dillinger, if he doesn't come out at 10, then I don't know what the hell they're doing. He'll come out between 12 and 15. Then we know they're actually not listening to yeah. this show. Yeah. So I have him coming around 12 to 15. He's going to clean house. Road and dog's listening. Like, we ain't doing that. We're the motherfucker said I'm the worst intercontinental <laughs> champion. I, have, I, have, I think Brock will clean house and just sit there and wait until next out in around 20. That's when you get Goldberg. And then him and Goldberg just take just fight the entire time until the ring gets filled up again and those two just take each other out. That's how that's how I kind of see that going. Even even with, uh, even if Braun Strowman comes in, I can see Brock and Goldberg getting Braun Strowman out the, together and just getting back going back to each other. Because I don't. He better not win. I swear I'll throw up. <laughs> I'll throw up all over the place. I'll, I'll pee myself on purpose. Well, like I said, it's a great upper body workout if you do throw up. So Jeez. that's right here. Plus it's slimming. You know? yeah. I'm excited. I love Royal Rumble season. I love Royal you Rumble do. season too. I, I, I just hope it's not disappointment. I mean, and not speaking for my colleagues, but I, I still look forward to Undertaker coming back once a year and kind of kind of gets me excited. I enjoy it. Gets me a little randy. I, I, <laughs> I enjoy it, but like something like this, would you be happy if you won the Rumble? Yes and no. Okay, why yes? Yes, why because no? because because <laughs> it would set up a good match, I think, for WrestleMania. For no, because I don't want to see it happen, because I don't think he needs it. I think you're at a point in Undertaker's career where you don't believe that a title runs in his future. Um, although you want to see a good match for him at WrestleMania, he doesn't need the Royal Rumble to do that. So suppose his story is that he earns a title shot and comes up short, and that's how he knows, like, all right, I just I don't have it anymore. Well... Be a good way. Is that a good way for it's him? It's a good way to walk on the sunset. Yeah, I, I would I would enjoy it. So, if they play it right. Mm-hmm. I believe it was... like doing that stuff. <laughs> I believe it was you three without me. And I believe almost all three of you were against it. I think if this year is his year... I think if this is his year to retire, I think it should be him and Cena. There's no doubt about it. It should be him and Cena unless it's something completely far-fetched. It should not be Strowman. It should not be KO. Um, if it's something left field that you want to expect cool do it that way it's obviously not going to be sting so i do think if it could be something like taker versus cena it should be for the title make it a double value like it's for your career but hey if you get to keep your career going you're wwe champion again i think he deserves that i mean granted like he got everyone excited two months ago when he said smackdown's my home and i'm back I'm back. Here, let me disappear for two months. I'm on Raw. I'm back. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I would like him to have another title reign. I wish, and I was, you know, being the biggest smart predicting, oh, he's going to compete for the title at Rumble, win it, carry it to Mania, drop it, and retire. Yeah. But either way. I just don't um, think he could run with the title. I mean, I wouldn't mind him. I, I would not hate it if he walked in there and he won the title and he had it, little title reign, but he's not going to be able to make the TV commitments or the matches that you kind of need to carry the title these days. I, could, what he I don't do want to see another Brock situation what, where the title's off TV. No, what I could see weeks. is him winning it at the Rumble. Obviously, it's not going to happen. If he had the match against Styles, he could beat Styles, not compete, and be there for promos all next month, defend it against Styles, retain... Whoever, like, let's say, obviously I don't want it to be Cena, but let's say Cena somehow earns a match, Cena versus Taker, 
And then, as you know what, you've only lost that Mania one time, put your career and the title on the line. And that would be the way for him to go out gracefully. Well, the thing with Undertaker was even if he was champion, even his last run, I think it was 2010, he wasn't always there. Just with the, the character, the Undertaker, you just could have him cut a backstage promo in the in the back, in, in the graveyard or whatever whatever he does. That's what that's what you really have to do with the Undertaker, because that's the kind of character that he is. And he could show up maybe once. Once actually on TV, that's because he's like a mysterious character. You can have the gong go off. Like he's a mind game character. So even like if he even, even I say he does win a title Mania and WrestleMania, and then he does a thing with AJ. AJ's never faced the Undertaker. So just the little subtle thing the Undertaker does with the gong, the lightning, mm-hmm. just like just they could the, they could play that. The, yeah, could. coming up the casket. <laughs> you play things like that because that's the, the kind of character the Undertaker is. I agree. I like yeah. I don't see him having like a year long reign or anything like that. Well, I, I think we, I think we've all said over the show. Not to cut you off, uh-huh. we all said over this we don't like. And you just said Lesnar as a champion. Now Lesnar, when he won the title, it was SummerSlam, and there was a long period of him not being there. Mm-hmm. I hated that. I, I I don't not a fan of a part time champion, but if there's ever a time it works, it's winning it at the Rumble, dropping it at Mania, like that. It actually worked for The Rock. He won the title. He defended it a month later, retained it, and then dropped it the next month. So, I mean, at the end of the day, those part-timers, if there's ever a time for them to boost the title, mm-hmm. this is the time. Uh, I could I could see that. Um, my favorite thing about this whole segment, before we move on to the rest of Raw, was how emotional Mick Foley was watching The Undertaker come down. Mick Foley's been horrible. I, I, I have to add that. He's not well, been horrible. I, I think he's just works. being crammed into an awful position. I can't hate on none of these guys. You guys want me to hate on Sean? You want me to hate on Mick? Not going to happen. Sorry. I don't I'm, want you I'm to hate not, on either one. I'm not hating. I'm just saying, they hate on Mick every week. Mm, no, <laughs> no I, I think he's not being given the best material to use. But I liked how emotional he was watching The Undertaker come down because you figure that guy loves. Did I? Am I the only one that didn't like how smiley Stephanie was? I didn't even notice. I honestly, I'm trying not to even pay. In the corner, she was smart. Yeah. I guess maybe that was like her gloating that he oh he showed up on our show. We're going to beat SmackDown this week, maybe I don't know. But um, you know Foley loves this more than anyone. You know this business means more to Foley than anyone. You know him and the Undertaker are kind of synonymous with each other, and um, I think it was fitting that he was like so. Overwhelmed by him coming back, um, so that that was my favorite part of the whole thing was just how much Foley appreciated seeing him show up on his show. Yeah, he was uh, definitely he was definitely loving it. Uh, are you done? Yeah. Okay, I was gonna go to a question from from our good friend mm-hmm. of the show, Joe Lafferty. Okay. He says, "I did not like the TV spot when they showed Strowman watching The Undertaker. That was rumored last year. Is there any chance they sway from Cena and he wrestles Strowman at WrestleMania?" Um. I didn't like it either, and I hope not. I'm not going to make any prediction one way or the other. I don't think that's what they're going to do, but I, all I'll say is I hope not. Nobody needs to see that. That's a fact. Joey? That, that's painful, yeah. yeah I, you hate Strowman more I than truly, anybody. I've truly been a uh, hater of Strowman from, from the get-go, and I said if the less we see him on TV, the better we are. I understand where they're trying to build with him, but where Undertaker's at in his career, I mean, he deserves everything he gets, but he needs someone who could put him over. He mm-hmm. can't do what he can do, what he used to be able to do in the ring. He needs someone who can kind of, kind of make him look better than he actually is at his age. And Strowman's not gonna be able to do that. Yeah, he's Halo. stiff. Well, me and um, 
This is the dirt sheet report, by the way. Typical. <laughs> per your eyes. Mm-hmm. So, me and Derek got, actually got into it on Facebook about Dave Meltzer because he okay. said, um, <laughs> something about like Kyle O'Reilly's supposed to be coming to NXT. Dave Meltzer reports Kyle O'Reilly's coming to NXT. Duh. No, where else is he going to go? Ring of Honor. <laughs> you only go down from Ring of Honor. You you only go what? TNA's below Ring of Honor, and um. Lucha Underground, that's below Ring of Honor as well. Mm-hmm. So I was telling him, he's like, why do you hate on Meltzer? I'm like, look, you can't report, you can't report speculation. Because he'll say, according to sources, never name your source, mm-hmm. and you don't say speculation. You can't report speculation. That's not good reporting. You need <laughs> fact. That's not reporting. He Spe- don't appreciate that? Speculation is what you think. He said, well, it's, it's no different than what we're, what we're doing on the show. You're forgetting one part of this story, though. What? He could also not go. Exactly. Exactly. I said, in these dirt cheese, they always say, they always say, plans always changing. It could happen or it can't happen. They always say, but you can't, that's not r- good reporting. If I, heard, if I heard the Lakers traded... At the time, heard, heard the Lakers traded Kobe Bryant for Eric Snow and Aaron McKee. I'm like, who told you that? I want a, I want a source. <laughs> what if you heard the Lakers traded D'Angelo Russell for Norman's Noel? I need a source. I'll, I'll be yeah, I, I need proof. And the thing is, you can't. He, he, when you say source, tricky, you're saying, well, this Mickey. is the wrestling world that changes. Look, it's not about that. Well, how long were they saying Jay Lethal was going to go to? Like, the WWE was in contact in contract talks with him, and he said nobody ever talked. Exactly. <laughs> and now they're saying Adam Cole will be, be be there at the end of May. That's, but we'll see when it happens. When it comes to signings, I'll listen to them because those are easier. But don't tell me storylines and make stuff up because for, for what is it's, it's it's right. We can see it through our eyes, and don't make stuff up and, re- and call your own reporting. So, I don't think this is a thing. I just think this is something to throw you off mm-hmm. because now they're saying that Dave Meltzer came out and said, "Oh well, t- take her seat off the table at WrestleMania." Why? Because you saw this on Raw. Yeah. Now, now what's gonna happen next? Are you going backtrack again? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He'll, he'll say something different every week. Exactly. Until it gets down to where, okay, this actually is yeah, what's happening. Yeah, exactly. And, it earns more clicks. <laughs> and, then, and then he gives himself an hour. He's like, well, plans can always go back to Cena versus Undertaker. Like, what? how are they reporting? I can spin some stories. <laughs> like, I'm going to start making dirt cheats on this show. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to win. I'm not going to win the Rumble. But I'm going to win the Andre the Giant Battle Royal this year. I'll get to that Spoiler. later. Spoiler. See, I did hear that. That you, you might you hear from might not win it. No, I heard it from another. Derek told you. He may have. I don't know. I'm officially putting Ross's my name in. But I've heard that you might or you might not win the <laughs> Battle Royal. We'll get to, we'll Is it a 50 50 chance or am I higher on one end? Well, we're, not gonna go num- we're not going to go with numbers. We're not going to go with numbers. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll get, I'll, I'm going to create my own dirt sheet by the end of the show. Good. <laughs> um, so we have a new U.S. champion. Woohoo! Drink that. Our one half of our man. Universal Champion. One half of our Universal Champion is now the U.S. Champion, so they're now the co-Universal and United States Champion. And running the show. Yeah, the two international treasures, Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens. I'm happy for Jericho that he got a title. He deserved something out of this unbelievable run that he's had over the last year. Um, He's been the most entertaining thing in the company. On Raw. Yeah, like just unbelievable. He became a Grand Slam champion, I believe. Time out. Uh I got to point this out. Shame on Jericho. For what you just said. Why are you saying that he became a Grand Slam champion? Because wasn't he not one? He was when not. When he added the U.S. He, title, he wasn't. But originally, time, no, was. no, no. So technically, he's actually, if I'm correct, the fourth ever Grand Slam champion. He became the Grand Slam champion at Vengeance 01. Third. Third. F- uh, fourth. Third. 
Fourth. Triple H was Michaels was first. Triple H was second. Kurt Angle was third. Alright, so I'll continue. So what title no. was being unaccounted for? No, so it was, it, no, he wasn't. Yes, he was. No, he wasn't. Jer- Jericho won at Vengeance 01. Angle didn't win a tag title in No Mercy 02. So Jericho's third. No, because he had the... Uh, he, had the um, he didn't have a tag title yet. We'll, we'll, tag we'll get title. to that. We'll get to that. So, either way, either way, he had a 24-hour European title reign. Obviously, he doesn't think much of it because he even posted on social media. He says, after winning this, I've become a Grand Slam champion. But... Um, there was a triple threat match at, I believe it was triple WrestleMania 16, WrestleMania 2000. Um, Kurt Angle walked in with Intercontinental and European mm-hmm. Gold. First fall was for the Intercontinental title. Chris Benoit, we don't speak, we do speak his name here. Yeah, we're fine. Uh, Chris Benoit got <laughs> yes, the we first do. pinfall. Chris Jericho got the second pinfall, won the European title, dropped it on Raw to Eddie Guerrero the next night. I'm glad you said. I'm sorry, Cutro. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> ESPN, right? I don't know if you guys saw this. They listed. All the Royal Rumble winners mm-hmm. on their website. So you know who won the 2004 Royal Rumble now? Who? Eddie Guerrero. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what do you mean? That's they they took Chris Benoit's name out. That's so stupid. They did. I mean, they but can. How do they, how do they not skip it? They how do they add a name that didn't win it? Because they don't want to mention his name. And because ESPN is a horrible, atrocious network. <laughs> they don't get our time. We don't speak to them here. Unfortunately, what should be their competitor, Fox Sports One or whatever it is. They should be a competitor, but they have absolutely not one likable personality. Well, that I mean, you threw your hat into the ring for ESPN at one, one point in your in your I did. career. I think in your in young career. In your young career. Did not work out. I was among the last, I think, 128 people. On that show? Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. <laughs> I remember that show. Either way, to, to just to backtrack. I think. Just to backtrack, Grand Slam champion was originally... NASCAR did me in. (laughs) Damn NASCAR. I don't blame you for that. I can't hate you on that. I thought you were writing for them. Who? NASCAR. (laughs) They drive in a circle. That's what I did. I had to to speak over a NASCAR clip. And I was like, oh, he's making a left turn. (laughs) And another left turn. And here comes another left turn. And then then a wider left turn. They they, they did not care for it. And that was that. I commend you for standing up by what you believe. Thank in. you. <laughs> yeah, I could I could be Scott Van Pelt right now. That you could, but, but I'm not. <laughs> and we wouldn't be sitting here right now. No, I mean we'd be doing this. So it Nash- worked out for the best. Of course. Yeah, Eck, what were you gonna say? Well, we can hashtag NAS- NASCAR for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, either way, I was just gonna say the Grand Slam was originally European Intercontinental World Tag Title and a uh, World Title replaced by the yeah. US. Well. It was basically when, you know, European, and I don't know if it happened immediately after the European was gone, but basically it was because if you were one of the few people that won the European title, and if you could somehow also achieve those other titles, you were a Grand Slam champion, the United States title replaced it. Yeah. So. Yeah, because I, I think people like, uh, not to cut you off, I think uh, people like Booker T, I believe, is referred to as a. Uh, actually, I don't know. I don't, know. I, don't, I don't think they refer to it as WC. So that's the weird thing. And I'll just sidetrack for a second. Like Dolph Ziggler, when he comes out now, they refer to him as a former WWE World Champion, but he never won the WWE title. It was that was kind of like Mm -hmm. the thing that always eluded him. But now it's like, oh, okay, he's a two-time WWE Champion. (laughs) Let's just say it. So I don't know if they refer to Booker T as it because he won the big gold once under the WWE banner. Well, they count the WC. Well, since they brought the companies WCW, they count the WCW title reigns as well. So they count as all time as world champions. Even with the world heavyweight title, they count that as technically a world title reign. And did you, are you still doing your research 
No, okay, Jericho's number three. Kind of, I don't got no Wi-Fi. Okay, Jericho's number three, though. <laughs> we always come back next week. Yeah, he, he, he did his research. Yeah, Jericho's number <laughs> He was in his phone. Okay. No, no, I, I'm, I'm just positive. I remember this clearly. <laughs> what do I get if you're wrong? A hug. Yeah. Trash. That's not a bad prize. That's from like my best friend. Prize. I get that every week. <laughs> That's not a Mount Rushmore prize. No, it's not. I'll give you that. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what, though. I, I was happy that happened. Um... I believe that actually brings us to a listener question. Yeah, well, first, let's all go around and see what we t- talk about this match, or this, this whole segment, basically. Well, first thing I'll say, there are two things I liked about the initial segment. Uh, obviously, I loved Seth hitting Sherman with the Van Daminator. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. Did not see it coming. Second thing I loved was that they got about five minutes into that match with Jericho still wearing his scarf. I love that. <laughs> I love it still the end of the <laughs> I know. <laughs> Yeah, the anchor scarf was great. Um, I was okay with them saying they were going to resume the match later, although it's becoming it's becoming a thing they do all the time, unfortunately. Like, every week there's a match that seems to stop and then restart. Um, but ultimately, I'm happy with the end result. I'm here. We're all yeah, happy we, with Dan Rizal. Chris Jericho is the United States champion. I mean, how can you not be? Jericho, I mean, you kind of kind of thought this, would, he's still this the, where it would he's go. He's still the fourth ever Grand Slam winner. Kevin Owens <laughs> and him are kind of running this show right now, and you kind of had to put something on Jericho to kind of solidify that. And Wiki's wrong, because Kane, <laughs> Kane would never won the European title or the U.S. title, so and that's wrong. Jericho will bring more prominence to this title than Roman Reigns will. Oh, you, I think I know why they did that. Yeah, it shouldn't make sense. Wookie's wrong. Okay, Halo, your thoughts on this? Well, segment? I think we're being too generous oh, about no this whole thing. Impossible. We're being too generous about this because, like I said, I love Jericho still winning the, the anchor scar for all scars. Mm-hmm. But this is still it's basically still the same thing of Raw. The same, the same basically rerun of Raw. But a different result, which so, makes it all better. No, because Strowman comes in the locker room saying he wants whoever he wanted, R- R- Reigns or whatever, Goldberg or whatever. Both of them. Reigns, Goldberg, either or. And then, he, and then the, the, the U.S. title match is supposed to kick off the show, and then Strowman comes out, and, and then Rollins comes out, and Stephanie comes out and says, hey, you're dressed, you're, you're going to have a match. We're all going to have a match. So basically, it's another rerun of Raw, and basically, I'm re- I'm, I'm being in a rerun for the last three weeks about this Universal title mm-hmm. it's the same. It's, it's the same thing. Well, a timeout. Speaking of not a rerun, I actually have notes, and I'm gonna actually say Raw actually exact words. Raw actually opens kind of different. Kind of different, but it's because it's, it started with the backstage yeah. segment. I yeah. actually, I was semi pleased by that, whichever yeah. way they went, predictable or not. But I yeah, liked it. yeah, but it's still basically it's like you start different, but it's still the same Raw. And then I'm glad I'm glad Jericho won, but that wasn't even a. A redeemingly good match. It was felt like real bizarre. There's one thing I liked about the match though was at the end of it, Roman had been like absolutely crushed. Yeah, and it ma- yeah, that's the one. So you like how strong he looked? No, no he was I'm actually just like he actually. It wasn't like he almost won. It yeah. was like the two of them. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad he actually got. Them. Yeah, because yeah, it's a handicap match. It's yeah, 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 but, but, but that's the thing. That's the realism of it. Because we were saying on the show, who's actually going to beat Roman Reigns for the U.S. title? Raw has no mid card. There's nobody even suitable to actually you could actually believe being a Roman Reigns. And now that th- this handicap match was like, okay, this is where Reigns has to lose his match because he's beaten Roman's a million times. He's beaten Jericho. Jericho's had master plans to beat Roman Reigns. And he hasn't beat him. This is the one time you actually have Roman Reigns actually lose. And they actually did a good job. They actually booked this correct booked this correctly. And now we have a listening question from the Bayface Ronald Lloyd. It, will Jericho be, will Jericho bring the U.S. title to prominence? And 
I'm not sure how long Jericho was going to hold it. I don't see him holding it really long. because. But the thing is, they put him on the right guy because Jericho's actually a beatable guy. Jericho could actually go out there and lose to anyone on the roster and you actually believe it. He can go out there and lose and the randomly face Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. And Sami Zayn win, and you, you would believe it. He could actually that would be lose the title great for to anybody. Next pay-per-view. Don't let that happen. And and th- I, I hate saying that. I, I love the title change. Yeah, and, and, and Jer- with Jericho, Jericho's act, Jericho can actually be a mid-carder. Roman Reigns is not a mid-card. We know Roman Reigns is the quote-unquote the guy. Jericho could actually go out there and be a mid-card and actually face guys and actually rock and actually develop a mid-card. Yeah. I um, either way, his United States Championship reign is already longer than his European Championship reign. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Yeah. That's what matters. Uh, other thing I kind of want to get to, and we don't have to even talk about this match because it really wasn't much of anything. Is anybody else disappointed by Seth Rollins being in not nearly as prominent of a role what? as he should be? So I, that, that's where I, I've been wanting to go because I actually liked how strong he looked in the opening segment, getting right in Braun Strowman's beard. I mean, right in his face. He got, <laughs> he got right in his face. Look he was, beard, he was ready to go. And then I don't want to say he held his own, but he threw a couple blows backstage. Mm-hmm. Um you know, for a Strowman match, it wasn't terrible, and no, it kept stro- it, it kept both of them looking strong. It, Seth Rollins. You know I don't what? Think he looked bad in the match. My thing is like he's just not in a where he should be. He's, I, he's I, will, I will honorably say now because it was brought up earlier by my best friend. Mm-hmm. If I have a dark horse for the winner of the Rumble, it's Seth because the eyes are on part timers. Brock and Brock and R- Goldberg are. The focal point. Yeah. <laughs> the smell on your finger is... Seth's not wearing hands. I have some, I have some dirt, dirt sheets on you. <laughs> Seth's not wearing... Seth, Seth right. suck, Seth, I need to strengthen my left hand, too. I should have went that way. <laughs> Seth's stuck in this holding pattern. That's what that's what he is. Because they hold, it's like, okay, you got to get to the Rumble somehow. So he's doing nothing. So they still integrate him with this whole Owens-Jergo thing. And they're trying to get him out. They're trying to get him out of this whole Ronald jergo thing with, with dealing with Braun Strowman. So, so, so with that, they actually have a story for him, but it's just the fact we don't want to see Seth Rollins versus Braun Strowman. Now, the holding pattern is at the Rumble when he gets screwed by Triple H. Because Triple H is going to interfere in this match, and I hope they do it correctly this time. I like they did with Roman Reigns, where Roman Reigns didn't even get screwed. Is it going to be the same thing that Kane did with Punk? So, I, it could be they could be they could be that way, or you had, just have his own guys eliminate him. Triple H, like, I can see Rollins coming out eliminating somebody, and Triple H coming right behind him eliminating Seth Rollins by himself because there's no Wow, that's short of entrance. I agree. I think that's you don't, that, not, you don't not, not see that Rollins short. Going on a stretcher and wait 25 minutes and come back at the end. <laughs> no. <laughs> I sort of think. Speak, speaking of last year, they had one job to screw this guy, and they didn't mm-hmm. screw him, which yeah. made no sense. Well, they don't really actually screw Seth Rollins. You screw him at the Universal Title, screw yeah. him at the chance of winning the Universal Title again. So getting him at this holding pass so he can actually get to this Triple H thing because this is basically him versus Strowman and, or whatever the hell he's doing is basically a holdover. And, yeah, wait, I mean, wait, wait, they do got a couple of Rollins to make him number one. Who, I, Rollins? Yeah. I don't be- totally agree with the direction they're going. Like you said, it's kind of a holding pattern, but I, I think they feel like they don't need the title on Seth right now, so they're kind of using him to build other wrestlers, which is, again, something I don't totally agree on, but, I mean, I, I like the kind of angle he's playing with because I think that's where they're going. I think they're ultimately setting up maybe a Triple H, Seth Rollins kind of kind of fight down the line. Well, yeah, that's the unfortunate part is, and I hate to use this pay-per-view name that everybody loves so much, but that's like the roadblock for <laughs> Seth Rollins is he's got to get through Triple H before he does anything else. But, but what kind of bothered me about it is more so he was the champion for, what was it, seven months, nine months before he got hurt? And he gets injured before he could have his story with, with Roman. Uh, he comes back to a huge ovation. It's like a huge moment when he comes back. Uh, he beats Roman. 
uh, for the title, loses it to Ambrose right away. He loses it right before the brand split. Like, he he doesn't get to take the title with him to Raw. He's the number one pick. He doesn't get to win the Universal title. It's like he keeps getting put, like, just behind somebody else all the time. Two steps back. And I think he should be ahead of most of the guys he's behind. That's what's bothering me. Now, that could just be because I'm a huge Seth Rollins mark, but I'm like... I don't know. I, I feel like he's kind of. I don't. He's being a, dis, a disservice is being done to him. It is being dis, it is being a disservice because remember Finn Balor got hurt, so we don't know what the plans were. We don't even know if Seth Rollins is supposed to be babyface yet, because but we don't know if Finn Balor is supposed to actually defend against Jer- Jericho and Owens. So we still don't, we actually don't know what what would have been, and Finn, and Rollins this is like. Even with the Jericho thing for Owens, he's been basically feuding with Jericho and Owens since September, mm-hmm. and he's been the third guy. I will say this, though, and this actually may prove my point wrong, is that they actually believe that having a match with Triple H at WrestleMania is equivalent to having a title match. Would you agree with that? Yeah. That they view it that way? Of course you would. He's number one in wrestling. <laughs> I think that that... And he oh, has been. No, but that's how, that's how they view Triple well, that's, H. That's what they tried to do to Punk. Like, oh, you're not going to be in the main event. You're not going to be in the title no, match. No, 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 Well, you're going to be in the main event. <laughs> One of eight. Yeah. One of eight main events. Vince, that's not the damn main event, Vince. <laughs> the Octo main event. Yeah, no, it's, it's, but I do think that that may be the way they're viewing it. It was like, oh, you might as well be the world champion if you're having a match with Triple H at WrestleMania. Yeah. So maybe it's not, maybe they're not slighting him as much as I think. The, the, I don't think they are, because like, there's many times in over the past couple of years that I, I view other matches as the main event compared to whatever the title match might be set as. Yeah. Especially the, Last year with the Brock Lesnar match, I wasn't looking forward to that more than I was some of the other matches. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Um, can move on to the women on Raw. Uh, Sasha and Bailey, Charlotte and Nia. One thing I do like is if it was Roman Reigns or John Cena, that knee injury would have disappeared the next night. Yeah. I like that this knee injury is still a story. I like that Nia Jax is still attacking the knee. I like that it played a part in them losing the match. She kicked um, her pretty fucking hard. Not, she not, did pretty not hard. kicking things is the best. Huh? Not yeah. kicking things. She uh-huh. kicked it pretty hard. I she wish did. she threw things harder. <laughs> She's not like most girls. She's not. Choked out Charlotte a little bit. She did. Um, is there... My biggest concern about this is them setting up a... Stephanie Sasha angle, which I don't need to see. <laughs> I want to see that. I, Do you? I would like to see that because actually, somebody actually standing up to Stephanie was new. Because th- this, like, this actually got my attention. Like we said, for Royal Royal has been basically a rerun for for months at a time, basically. But so real th- quick before you make your point, I'll say what my concern is, and then hopefully you can alleviate my fear. Stephanie never gets her comeuppance. We've talked about this before. The McMahons never get like what they have coming to them. I'm afraid they're putting Sasha in this position where she's just going to fall up on the, the the short end of the stick against. Fall on the sword. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. Try change my mind, please. Well, see, this this is what this <laughs> so, is what see this is what they do with the McMahons. They may get their comeuppance, but they may still come out on top. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the thing with the McMahons. But according to our best friend of the show, Dave Meltzer, <laughs> Sasha Banks is going to be in a marquee match at WrestleMania. Yeah, Ronda Rousey. Lita. A doy? <laughs> the women's title? A doy? Yeah. 
But see, this actually caught my attention because this was actually something new. Somebody actually getting into Stephanie, getting into Stephanie's face, and Stephanie actually booking something we actually have never seen. We never seen Sasha and Charlotte, Sa- Sasha and Bailey against Bailey and, Na- and Sasha and Charlotte and Nia, which made sense. They actually booked this properly. And for once, Charlotte, actually, the champion, doesn't actually t- get a loss. They have Nia actually look strong because Sasha's still injured, so they actually make Sasha take Sasha out the picture and have Nia Jax. The one actually looks strong, and Charlotte just gloat being the heel champion and and, be, and having Bailey beat. That's how this, they actually booked this match properly. Like this actually caught my attention. Joseph, I mean, it wasn't awful. I it didn't catch my attention as much as, as my colleague over here. I well, mean, only it, reason it caught my attention because it was new. That sorry to cut you off, but that's why because it was new. You know, I I do agree with that because we have not had it. We've seen Sasha and Charlotte forever. Uh, we've seen. Well, we saw Bailey and Nia for a while in NXT. Like, yeah, it is new. Um, but I you're just, not you're not thrilled about it, clearly. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's kind of muddled what they want to do. I mean, because they're kind of pushing Bailey versus Charlotte, which is now getting muddled with uh, throwing Sasha in there. And I have no idea what they're trying to do with Nia. Um, just throwing her in there, whatever they want, kind of not making her look as dominant as I think you should, if you want to move her in, mm-hmm. into the picture. So that's kind of the problem I have there because the storylines are muddled. There's no real clear direction. So you just think that it's just more of them just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing trying to buy time. And even if it does stick, they might not. Trying to buy time to get to where they want. What what he's saying is the marquee matchups because Sasha's gonna be the title match. So yeah, Bailey's just a filler again. Bailey's getting pushed back to the back and probably getting done disservice. Yeah, I'm waiting to see what happens with that because I feel like they. Have they? I feel like they have too much invested in Bailey to not run with her. But we've thought that about other performers before. Oh yeah, as well. it wouldn't be the first time. We'll probably won't be the last. Definitely won't be the last. Uh, Eric, your thought on the ladies on Raw? I mean, I don't, I don't hate it. I actually, unlike you, I think I would. I think any if it gets to a physical role with Stephanie, I'm interested because it's different. You can have her. She can do. To Stephanie, with Daniel Bryan couldn't. What, you know, Sami Zayn can't. And that, and also, you know, two years ago, two and a half years ago, we got her in a match with Nikki Bella. I would like to see. I would like to see her and Sasha in a match. Um. Yeah, I think he wouldn't mind seeing the match. I think he's worried about the outcome of the match of how they're going to play it out. Are yeah, they, I'm just are, worried are they that actually Sasha get... comes out on the wrong end of the feud, and it's like, well, now she just lost to. You know the the CEO of the company, not you know, not a wrestler. One, yeah, yeah, you should. That, that would bother me if that's how it played out. I mean, um, you get in a wrestling match with Vince McMahon, nine times out of ten, you're gonna win because you're the wrestler, and he's not, unless there's some kind of underhanded thing he's doing. Right. Um, tag division. Mm. Anything anybody really needs to talk about? Move on. <laughs> any anybody any any input on the tag division oh, on roll? I got, oh, I got a. Po- oh, I was gonna say a positive thing. About I, I got tag something division. to say. Please, uh-huh. Gals and Anderson were good in Japan. <laughs> that's actually that was actually funny. Yeah. And then you said something nice about them, which is rare. But that's what yeah. he said. That's what he said the whole time. I, I, like, I think I it's a little obvious they're winning the titles before Mania, though. I think they're being pretty heavy-handed about it. Was yeah. that the thing you had to say about it, or was there? Some- so no, a positive thing. I, I was going to say SmackDown came on the next night, and Tag Division was good. <laughs> okay, so nothing good about the Raw Tag Division. Though. I thought we were over on Raw, but... Um, let's see. New Day, more stuff with Titus. <laughs> Titus did the Sean Jackson. So good. I'm so glad it's still a thing. <laughs> what is? 
the, the Deshaun Jackson, Jackson touchdown, <laughs> throw it, throw, um, toss the ball before you get into the end zone thing. Um, cruiserweights, anything anybody wants to, to mention? Why isn't Tony Nese winning more? That I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they're not really using him right. <laughs> Austin Aries had a line saying, I hope whoever wins this match makes enough money to get some knee pads. <laughs> I had that. That, <laughs> oh, you got that, was, that was what I was going to oh, say. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Did anybody catch um, the clip from 205 Live? When um, Cedric Alexander broke up Alicia Fox? No. No, he broke oh, up. I don't know. Alicia Fox. Oh, when he bro- they broke up. That's like all I saw. Yeah, that's, that's all I saw too. It was so funny. Alicia Fox. Oh, a savvy veteran making rookie mistakes. You know, <laughs> so you're a savvy veteran. I swear, she's actually had more of a character and a more of an independent character in the cruiserweight division than she has since. I don't know. I started watching the product. Yeah, but she's still like, having those tempered tantrums. It's it's so huh? it was so funny. Well, when she was the Bella's triplet, I don't remember those tempered. Well, there tantrums. was no character before that. that was, it, she was doing those tempered. One side, yeah. one side note to the cruiserweight division: Gallagher was entertaining again as usual. As always. He is phenomenally entertaining. Are you two related? Well, I mean, there's a second cousin. Like, once removed, but... That spot with him doing the headstand in the corner... That was so good. putting his leg down. He's saying stop. He's entertaining, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he's thoroughly entertaining. I liked his interview afterwards. Um, Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, He's going to get some thrashings. Yeah. (laughs) So, a little bit... I actually saw their parlay after the segment. Um... I don't know. You didn't watch 205, I'm assuming. Did you? No, no yeah. I did not. I was yeah. passed out at right so, after. So, <laughs> a little bit of spoiler for next week. So, just a little bit of a... I think I'm just going to give a little bit of a positive out- outlook on uh, 205. So, I think SmackDown ended. I went about my business, cleaned up a little bit around the house. I think, it, you know, we were solid 30 minutes into it. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if Talking Smack started. So, I pulled up my iPad just to jump on the network. And it was halfway through Cedric and Alicia's argument. Like, they were pretty much... Cedric saying we're done, and then she's screaming. And I'm like, geez, okay, this is not what I'm used to seeing from her. Mm-hmm. Then it goes to a parlay or in 205 Live, which is, I don't know what language he speaks, but it's basically gentleman's a contract agreement. Spot. It's a gentleman's agreement. Mm-hmm. They have their contract signing for a um, I forfeit match. Okay. Next week, um, Jinder Mahal's second cousin, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Adari. Adari. Adari, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and Atari. Jack Gallagher. Adari. Adari. Atari. Adari. He's a gaming Adari. system. I don't know who he is. All I know is it's the guy that's going to probably forfeit next week to mm-hmm. Jack Gallagher, who is the most over non-in-the-cruiserweight title picture um, member of the cruiserweight oh, yeah. roster. They have an I forfeit match. So... Basically, we're going to have a no pinfalls, no disqualification, no holds barred match on 205 Live, and it does not have to do with the championship. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah, it is. I think if you're in attendance for SmackDown next week, I think right there that should leave you in a reason for you to stay in mm-hmm. attendance. I mean, that's something actually to almost watch the full 205 Live because... I'm going to see that match. Yeah, it seems pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I actually think that's something very smart they're doing with the show. That's my two cents. What, what is it that you think they're doing smart specifically with the show? It, that they're using so, the main show to so, lead you into it? No, 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 not at all. I think um, the fact that they have an hour-long show, and what you should assume in an hour, you're going to get roughly three matches with a few segments in between. You'll probably get a one-on-one of two cruiserweights and maybe a tag team match tag team match should make sense that way you're having four talents out there at the same time and then you should have either 
the Cruiserweight Champion in the main event defending the title in a non-title match or defending the title, or it should be two of the top-tier contenders for the title going off in a one-on-one match or a qualifying match. Meanwhile, they're adding, you know, it was funny when they had the gentleman's duel a week mm-hmm. ago, and that's all I watched yeah. of the show. Now, fast forward, they're adding, it's not like it's, they're not adding a hardcore match, they're adding an I Quit match. I mean, yeah. Monday Night Raw a week ago had a last man standing mm-hmm. match. So this network exclusive show, the only way you're going to be able to watch an I Quit match, pretty much an I Quit match is usually, you know, um, our favorite term from yeah. Halo, a blood feud. Yeah. You usually get that on a blood feud. You get that for a title match, and we're getting this from two cruiserweights. I don't know. I just I think they're doing something smart. It is that actually that that is the uh, most compelling reason. I, what's it been on four or five weeks now? I I don't know two hundred five live something know. around there, like, like four weeks. That's the most compelling reason I've heard to watch. Tune in for that show. I know you said since before they started, you wouldn't watch it, and you would say, "Hey, if there was a, a match that someone told you, you mm-hmm. know, go watch it, you would watch it." Yeah, I said and if I, somebody could sell me on it. Willing to, he just, to he just sold you. He just sold you. Does an I quit match with Jack Gallagher doesn't really matter who his mm-hmm. opponent is, but if Jack Gallagher is in an I forfeit match, mm-hmm. are you kind of compelled to watch it next week? Yeah, most yeah, compelling reason too. I've had it also, to tune into. And also, we're getting it's official. We're getting Rich Swan and Neville at the Rumble. Are we? Okay, I like that. I do. They got Neville a little more over though, and well, he's gonna win. It. I won't get too far into. Yeah, I'm pretty sure details. Neville's gonna win. It. I think they I, I want him to too. But right. I mean, like. He just lost. The, I know he kind of beat the guy afterwards. I wouldn't be shocked. Pushing his, he'll, 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 what, we're in 205? Or? N- no. Uh, Neville he lost? He lost, yeah. When? It was a SmackDown or Raw? It was Raw. It had to be Raw because he wouldn't have been on SmackDown. Yeah. He lost on Raw. Who, Neville? To yeah. who? Last night? This past He lost on Raw to... He won, he won a Raw. He used the ring of Saturn. rings of Saturn. He won. He won. This week on Raw, he won. I don't remember. Yeah, he won. But my it thing is, it'll be in the notes. I That's my SmackDown notes. It won't be in there. <laughs> yeah, it'll, be, it'll be in the other notes. I wouldn't be They're shocked. They're up here. <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked if I, just want to look at I wouldn't be shocked notes. if Rich Swan did win because we might get Austin Aries soon. Mm. Nah, I, I don't. I don't know. I think if uh, they're listening to this show and they see how much we like Austin Aries, he's not gonna be back till SummerSlam. Well, he, <laughs> well, he needs to wrestle. Uh, so, he's so great actually, announcer. So, so here's um, I guess here's a question for myself to you three. Um, I'm already going to say yes. I'll give my answer before the question. Um, does Neville... Very unconventional. Well, if, <laughs> if Neville wins the Cruiserweight Championship at the Rumble, this new genre of the Cruiserweight title, he would be the fourth Cruiserweight Champion. Mm-hmm. Does he automatically put the title over more than anyone else? Mind you, he's won multiple titles in NXT, but he's won nothing on the main roster. Yeah, I think so, because I think... I think, one, he's got a level of credibility built up with, like, the hardcore fans who loved him in NXT, the even harder core fans who loved him from his, like, you know, small indie days. Mm -hmm. And I think he actually was one of those guys that built up, like, a youth following. Like, I'm pretty sure Troy loved Neville when he came up, right? Yes, he did. I feel like kids like that love Neville. Troy doesn't really understand the term of gravity, so he yeah. doesn't understand how gravity forgot who I, he I, I like. I've always liked Neville. I think he's a great wrestler. You just gotta put him mm-hmm. some more of a storyline. I, I, I always remembered you being a fan of him. I thought the majority of us were. So that, you know, I wasn't an avid, avid fan of him and I actually like him a lot more as a heel. I just think automatically what he's done since Obviously returning. You do. Yeah, cause I, told you he could, <laughs> I told you he could talk and you just wouldn't listen to me. 
Typical me not listening. I know. <laughs> exactly. But um, well, yeah, I'm dying to hear your answer. Yeah, I I agree because mm-hmm. even though because this thing, when the cruise, like, this is my whole thing about the cruiserweight. I was saying Neville should be the face of the cruiserweight division because they're just bringing in these guys. Nobody knows who they are. Like Brian Kennedy's a veteran, but you have to think about the the, 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 the younger for nostalgia. The man. younger the younger fans like. The younger fan might start re- watching wrestling in 2009, and then they might not see Brian Kendrick. So when they watch these highlight videos, like, okay, what's so special about this guy? They know Neville because he's been, he, he's been there since he's, since they've been watching wrestling. Yeah, he's the guy who crushed Stardust. <laughs> <laughs> in team with the Green Arrow. Yeah. <laughs> but people, but, but people have wanted Neville in a prime position. As they say, everybody's actually behind Neville, the little kids, and and the hardcore fans because even. Because he said before Finn Balor, Neville was NXT, and there was no reason why he should have been off TV for so long or not been in this division from the from the jump. Mm-hmm. Sean, what's your answer? Does Neville put the cruiserweight title over more than any of the other guys have so far? That's a tough question to answer. I would like to see Neville with the title. I don't know if he'll put it over more or not. I mean, that again will go down to what he's allowed to do and how he's allowed to hold the title. I mean, he's gonna be great in the matches. No question about that. Is he allowed to be Neville, like play the full hero character with the title? That 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 remains to be seen. Yeah, I think I kind of think he has to at this point. Like I feel like this is one of the things they have to know is working. Um, they had nothing to do with him forever. Now, okay, we got something to do with him. People are actually into it. Um, he and they're getting a, the most out of him yeah. that they've gotten. In he a could get a good run with that title as a heel. Yeah, I, I think so. I think. And I could be over-speaking for you. I think him as the champion, that's another reason to put over for you to watch this show. Right. Maybe for all of us. You're because right about that, too. I can relate to him as long as he's being a bad guy. So I, I'll watch the show start to finish if he's on there yeah. rocking around with that belt. Yeah, no, that uh, that is a big, another selling point for me if they let Neville get a run like that. Um, so we'll move on to SmackDown. Does anybody have anything else they want to say about Raw? You did... A little bit better. <laughs> Raw was second place again. Okay. You're good uh, on Raw? Jericho won. Yeah. You guys did something good. <laughs> oh, actually, and you know what? I don't know if I answered the question earlier. There was something about Jericho. Um, how will his title reign be? I really, I think this the, the big thing is everyone always keeps reporting about you know him going back. He's recording his album. He needs to go on tour. Um, I think we all said this when the Universal title came out. If he would win the Universal title, he could drop his 24 hours. It's something he deserves. Us as fans want to see him do. And it will put the belt over more even if he drops it 24 hours later. United States title, I'm happy even if he won it for 24 hours. He's already had it longer than that. But, man, I don't know. This is something where supposedly he's on a month-to-month contract. I think it would be awesome if he could hold it for a couple months. You didn't um, hear that from Dave Meltzer, did you? What, the Meltzer? Yeah, month, 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 friend of the show? You did! You did! Friend of the show? You did! I, I, you I, did. Never, I never pay attention to the author, but it probably was him. You That's did. his name often. Either way, either way, I hope they, they he gets to defend it or more than one pay-per-view. He gets to defend it or more than one pay-per-view. Even if he doesn't defend it, mother effing, make him, let him look like Roman. Let him walk in at two <laughs> pay-per-views with it. Roman don't even defend the damn thing anyway. Who no, cares? Right. Hide it for 100 days. Defend it six times. <laughs> so is this a review of wrestling shows or a roast of Dave Meltzer? Oh, no, no, no. We're about to okay. review SmackDown. Yes! SmackDown Live. We need to do that. A what? roast of Dave Meltzer? My favorite dirt sheets that he's <laughs> said. My, my, one of my favorite ones was last year. He the said, one-man power trip. This is my, no, this, this is my favorite one he said last year. 
Seth Rollins wasn't supposed to be in a top five match at WrestleMania. Hmm. Brilliant. The man who was your champion for nine months wasn't <laughs> in a top match at WrestleMania. Okay. Yeah. That's silly. Uh, SmackDown. We'll, we'll hold off on the Dave Meltzer roast for a few minutes. Uh, <laughs> big story on SmackDown, Corbin versus Cena. We've all been raving about what they've been doing with Corbin recently, making him look like a monster, making him look strong. Episode Actually, one, I liked him, no one else did. Yeah, <laughs> you did. They've been making him look strong, making him look important. Um, I don't know that they did that uh, on SmackDown this past week. I mean, but he, he was dominated fighting John the Cena. match. He was fighting John Cena, so it's kind of John Cena is more of a name. Yeah, I, I just feel like they, I don't feel they handled it right. I feel like they could have found a way for this to be a no finish or a DQ or a double count out. Yeah, like I said that last week. Like Rollins, and you've Stroman. had Cena lose enough matches though over the list. I mean, since his return, I'm not saying Cena had to lose, but I'm what I'm saying is Corbin didn't have to lose either. He didn't. Or we could have had a DQ. My, I, was, I, I was, was surprised it wasn't a no contest. Mario yeah, was, was that you, Cena needed a marquee win more than I think Corbin does at this point. Hmm. Yeah, I, I felt like they need they should have made Corbin look like he was more difficult to beat. Corbin can rebound about this. Right now, you haven't had too many wins for Cena heading into a title match. Cena doesn't need wins. Name. He's Cena. Yeah, but he threw his name into the title ma- uh, the title picture, and you want to know why he needs a, he needs a couple wins. He needs a win. You know, I feel like this is might could get to later, but either way, I think this is more of a setup on why Corbin could get knocked out of his short-lived time temporarily in the main event picture and get knocked into the mid-card. Um, I'm happy with kind of what's going on in the mid-card, but I could see him come Mania season winning the IC title. I said probably 17 times during the show, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of someone coming in and winning the top belt. Winning the top-tiered belt. Uh, he went to NXT, said he was here to be NXT champion, didn't win NXT title, went to WWE, is almost there for 10 months or so, Hasn't competed for a tag belt. Uh, he's competed, I think, for an IC title or at least a number one contender spot mm-hmm. for it. So I think, if anything, you know, that's where he should be going. He should be, you know, going against a babyface IC champion, and he should be winning it. I can see that. Halo. So I think that's, you know, in my opinion, again, just to recap. Yeah. Well, I think it makes sense him losing. Mm-hmm. Well, last week I mentioned that I think I thought SmackDown would book this correctly, not have have this match in a no contest or AJ interfere, just just to protect Baron Corbin. Because like I said, Cena is John Cena. He doesn't need a pinfall win all the time. Because AJ's, AJ's out there. He's faced. We knew AJ would probably be out there to or get involved, but that would make the most sense. But I'm real shocked they actually had Cena go out and beat Baron Corbin. Well, my question is, when was John Cena's last pinfall win? I was just about to say, I'm, I wasn't surprised because I feel like Cena, Cena's took a, a good bit of clean losses. I know he's took more in the last year than he did for the mm-hmm. first four well, years was, I was watching the product. But last year, he was only around for, what, three or four months? I mean, you're really the encyclopedia of knowledge here. When, was, <laughs> when can you remember Cena's last actual pinfall win? Pinfall win? Because he left after no mercy. I want to know the last three, because I know you can call last them all. His last three pinfall wins? Last time I remember him winning a match is probably around Battleground. Maybe maybe at that because he was gone. Because he won the tag match, pinned in the mm-hmm. tag yeah, match. Yeah, he right? pinned AJ in a tag match, and then 
after that, he wasn't at Backlash, and he came back, and he lost to Dean Ambrose before No Mercy, and then AJ beat him in that triple threat, and that's the last time, that was the last time he saw Cena. But thing is, John Cena is John Cena. He doesn't need to win. They put him over as the, as the, as the guy. He's a 15-time champion. They put him over. You don't have to win. Or you don't have to win. There's, I'm not saying you have to lose, but there's ways to get in and out of that match and to protect Baron Corbin. Yeah. Because we say this all the time that the tiniest thing can mess somebody up. I agree. There was ways around it. I'm just surprised for not Dave Meltzer, but former wrestlers, <laughs> former WWE wrestlers are always bashing John on how much you know he buried them over the last... Whether it was the last year, the last three years, the last four years, the last five years, the last six the years. Shovel. And the, the shovel. Let's go back to episode one. We didn't even say John Cena's name. The yeah. shovel. We never said his name. He was the shovel. You've Nothing listen, else. You've listened to the Big Guy podcast. <laughs> oh, God. I have not listened to that. I've read it. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I will not listen, but I do read. Um, he hates Cena so much. Yeah, he does. He's in a long list. It's like the same, that line of people that hate Cena is as long as people that hate me. <laughs> it's as long as my drinking list. Is it that long? Very long. Okay. I don't hate him, though. No, I don't either. I, uh, but I think, like, the fact that Cena comes out last week and is basically saying to Baron Corbin, I'm glad you came out here because I know this punk won't fight me. Like, AJ Styles has beaten you the last three times. What, like, why are you... Why are you coming out there acting like he's afraid of you? Um, so to me, that's why Cena doesn't need a win because they still paint him as, oh, look, AJ Styles is afraid of me, so I'm glad a bigger guy came out. I don't even necessarily have a problem that Cena won because everybody's going to get wins from time to time. I just think you, you spent this time building Corbin up, which we've all been very complimentary of, and I feel like you just set him back yeah. when he didn't have to. Do you think, in your eyes, he set back, though? Are you, yes. you going to believe when I, he comes out next? Him John Cena's not a setback yeah. in my eyes. To me, no, that's not. I was, surpri- did, I, was yes. sur- I was surprised that, that it was... he dominated it, the match, took but, one... Go ahead. No, he took one AA, and boom, it's done. He's Monday Night... He's SmackDown's uh, Roman Reigns, and at the end of the day, Monday Night Raw has a uh, Samoan John Cena. So <laughs> it, it is what it is. They're going to get... You know, the heel's going to put them down multiple times. They're going to kick out, kick out, kick out. And that's Vincent John Cena. One move, one F5, or um, attitude adjustment, FU, whatever it's called, and it's over. <laughs> well, the, yeah. th- the thing, with, thing, the thing with when people lose a Cena is, is where you, like I said, I say when you lose to a certain guy, it sets you back a lot. And Losing it, a Cena can't set no one it, it can because it's like where you go from there. This wasn't a real storyline, a big story. This you was go just, to the Royal Rumble match and you're no, at the end. This, this was a, a, just a, a smack that match. It wasn't like a whole feud. So how many times, like when she, when we say we call Cena the shovel, like a Wade Barrett, Kevin Owens, for example, where did they go after they faced Cena? But luckily this was not a long, a long feud, so we're depending on the writers to rebuild Baron Corbin to make – Rebuilt Baron Corbin, even though this was a long feud. Like I said, last week and this week, this should match should not have ended in a no contest or disqualification. That's what I thought. I thought AJ should have gotten involved and it should have been a DQ finish. I mean, it could have been. I, it looks I like just... there's two opinions and there's two opinions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, but you say like it, it, it set him back. Like, if Baron Corbin came out next week and jumped John Cena, would you look? Twice at it, would you think any second? Like, oh, he lost something last year. Yeah, what is he doing out yeah, here? But that's the thing. It's a, you wouldn't it's, think about it. Yeah, no, but that's the thing. It's the, in the hands of the writers. That's the thing. But AJ, but Baron Corbin's in, I mean, AJ, John Cena's in a feud with AJ Styles, not Baron Corbin. If Baron Corbin was feuding with Cena, that would make sense. But 
can, can Baron Corbin get involved again? Yeah, but it's up to the writers to actually tell that story and actually rebuild Baron Corbin and make it look credible again. Yeah, there are ways to let SmackDown end with John Cena's music without him cleanly beating Baron Corbin. But a couple of things I did like about this. I liked when AJ walked in on Corbin's interview and he said, I'll be on commentary, do your best AJ Styles, and beat up John Cena. <laughs> that was a great moment. Um, did a good job reading the cue cards this time. Yeah, he did. Well, and also, uh, I also liked how pissed Corbin was that he said that to him. Yeah, me too. And I also enjoyed while AJ was on commentary, openly pulling for Baron Corbin. <laughs> and Corbin, he was like, yeah, do it. I like that. Do it again. He's like, yeah, you like that? Like, I'll do a deal. And he was like, I don't understand why this guy's so mad at me. I'm rooting for him. <laughs> like, I thought that was a great moment from AJ as well. Uh, so there were, there were things I liked about it. But another thing I think, I feel like... Cena would be much more likable if JBL hated him. Like your heel announcer, oh, big match, John. Like every that's, yeah, that's kind of always the way I felt about the way the announcers run the show. They're supposed to be in a heel announcer. They're supposed to be a face announcer. It's one thing, if and so many times Saxton they're too Cole. they're too like neutral. I mean, they're almost two on the same side. Think like, about it, JBL. But I don't JBL, think there's a lot of that. He's won his first title in WrestleMania. Uh, you know what? You know who does that a little bit also. Um, Corey Graves does that on Raw sometimes. Or maybe it's the Cruiserweight division, but Corey Graves will sometimes side against the heel and say, oh, that's wrong. I can't think of an example for a second. No, but, but it I, happens. I, know I, I like Corey Graves because I think he's consistent. Oh, I, I think but he's, he's a good. realist. But right. also, here's the thing. JBL does it with no one but John. Yeah, I think he's consistent. that's what makes yeah, it a little bit annoying. That's what I'm saying. JBL. It's like, is your heel announcer who hates every baby face, but, but he's cheering for Cena. He'll be at over the top. He, at least, the only re- he put... Makes it known every time. How can I root against him? He beat me. <laughs> he, put, he puts it out there. He beat me for the title. Yeah, even still, I think that that plays into some of the stuff that annoys people about Cena. Um, Intercontinental title. That's how the show opened. We had, yes, with the Ambrose Asylum. Miz and Maurice come out. Miz tells him, every day you have my title. You taint it more. You sully it. Yeah. <laughs> they both entered the Royal Rumble. Miz saying that that match where you beat me should have been, I love this, this match should have been ended for outside interference. Like, <laughs> yeah, sure, you pinned me, but you, I should have lost my disqualification anyway and should still have my title for I that. gave you a chance to do the right thing. Yeah, and he didn't. He handed him a Miz participation <laughs> award. Which well, was let me guess, you guys weren't entertained by that. You weren't entertained by Dean Ambrose doing that. Yeah, I loved it. Oh. I was. It, 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 it's it, something, though, that I wish, I had said from the beginning, I wish the Miz participation award it was like a thing they kept doing. It was like a regular thing. I was glad that they had the call back to it. Yeah. And Good thing Dean did it. No, but see, <laughs> but, but see, at that point, it actually fit Dean. A lot, a lot of think time, a lot of things Dean does doesn't always fit him. That actually fit him in that situation. Um, yeah. Do, do you think that? Do you think that I don't like Dean Ambrose? Sometimes. I like Dean. I just really like the Miss. <laughs> um, Miz has been good for the for the title. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know how long this feud lasts for the Intercontinental Title. Miz I don't is know. About to be knocked out of that picture, about to be going in the world title scene. No, he's going to be doing Marine <laughs> Seventeen. Well, Miz is at the bottom of my list. <laughs> <laughs> you might good call go- back to where? Where'd you even find that, Eck? Uh, social media, Twitter. I seen you on Twitter. 
some beautiful video of a young child telling Miz he's at the bottom of the list. <laughs> and the Miz taking it like a champ. Miz was fishing for uh, <laughs> for a top five. Yeah. Mm, not so much. And that kid was like, you know what? Not only are you not in my top five, you're last. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, do either one of you see the Miz winning this Intercontinental Championship back? No. I'm interested because I was wondering... As I already said earlier, I'll have to look mm. back at like I have to see what how far, how far they go with this because if he was moving past the Intercontinental title mm-hmm. and not mention it, like he'll mention it, but kind of like slowly move him out of it. I, would, I said I think he's my he's my dark horse to win the Royal Rumble. Yeah, so I'm interested to see where they go from it, go for the next couple of weeks. I'm, I'm sure he'll get a rematch. Mm-hmm. Joey, does Miz win the Intercontinental Championship back, or does he move on to something else? I think he wants it back. Dad, Joey, is he your dark horse to win the Rumble? No. Do you see him winning the Rumble? <laughs> I don't think he's a horse either. Just, just weird. He's no sign. colored horse. Yeah, no is colored what you're horse. saying. Would you like it if he won the Rumble? I wouldn't hate it, but I don't think he's gonna. Okay. Um, I see Ambrose continuing having a strong, short but strong, uh, second Intercontinental title reign. He goes over he on the Miz. I think uh, he'll lose it, drop it to Corbin. Would you be cool with that? It'll be cool with it because if it's not a short one-month reign and it goes to someone that it'll benefit them more than it's benefiting Ambrose. At the end of the day, Ambrose is already a, you know, former WWE, former US, former Intercontinental Champion. He's won every single title that matters. You know, Corbin, Corbin's got no accolades except the Andre Giant trophy. Mm -hmm. And that's still a thing a year later, almost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which actually is good because a year later they didn't talk about it for the big show. A year later they didn't talk about it for Two Cesaro. months later they didn't talk about it. Uh, are they, are they still going to have it under the giant battle royal? I, I believe, believe, so. I believe they're gonna, it's going to continue because in one of the press conferences for uh, WrestleMania 34 taking place in New Orleans, they talked about it being the first place that held the under mm. the giant battle royal. You mean in the Silver Dome? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the Pontiac Silver Dome. I'm, I'm Barry Sanders. <laughs> yeah. In Detroit, Michigan. Yep. Um, women's division. Uh, Becky Lynch trying to make her case to Daniel Bryan that she actually did make Alexa Bliss tap out when she was in disguise as La Luchadora. Booked in the first SmackDown Women's Steel cage match for the title. Um, one thing I did like about this when they speculated maybe it was Eva Marie <laughs> and she said Becky said no Eva, Eva's too vain to <laughs> that was a good moment uh, I'm excited for this match I am though. too I think they could do more with this than they were able to do with the tables match um, I don't know if I see a title change happening but I do think this is going to be a really good match yeah I, I just hate I'm excited I'm really excited for the match I just hate the whole concept of it of uh, oh well Nobody can get involved in a steel cage match, yeah. we're, so we're gonna make sure we're gonna make sure yeah, he puts no you in the cage. Ever Nobody's ever gotten to a steel cage match, never, <laughs> never. So I think Alexa Bliss wins. I do see La Luchadora interfering, getting in the cage somehow, some mm-hmm. way, and that costing Becky a match. I also think that um, La, Luch- La, Luch- La Luchadora gets unmasked in this match. I'm, I'm I'm kind of interested to see where they go with that because like I have like a feeling it's gonna be like a real disappointing superstar like Tamina. <laughs> oh man, I hope. <laughs> like, like, I really hope like the mystery doesn't fall very flat. Like, didn't that. look big enough to beat Tamina. No offense to Tamina. Yeah, but, 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 but Ryan, Ryan has speculation that 
the person that's La Luchador now won't be revealed to be who La Luchador is. Yeah, there's somebody under that mask now who's not necessarily just going to be under it. Yeah, they just threw somebody in the costume for now. Yeah. I don't think that's where it's going to end up. Yeah, Yeah, and then you caught, Eric, you caught Talking Smack, right? Uh, Most of it. Did you see Alexa Bliss? Yeah, her and Becky were out there at the same time. Yeah, and Alexa Bliss had a line, like you said, when like when he has a point. She's like, Becky, why are you complaining about La Luchador? She was your idea in the first place. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So, but I'm really excited for this match, but I, but that whole... Nobody can get involved in a match. That always bothers me, but I'm really excited for the match. As though. a heel, I always have a point. But. Yeah. <laughs> that, that match should be good either way. You figure you haven't seen a... That be really good. No, we, we said uh, first SmackDown women's, but it's the first women's steel cage. No, it's not. No? What no. other one was it? First one was Lita versus Victoria on Raw. Huh. I, I do remember that. Um... Joseph, your thoughts on this match? I think it'd be a great match. Like as soon as they announced it, I was, I was a little, I was ready to tune in for it. I mean, these are two really good wrestlers, I think, and the matches they had before are really good, and this adds another element to it. Can you see a title change, or do you just think it's going to be a good match? I think it's going to be a good match. I think Bliss still retains the title. Back. I see Bliss retaining the title. I think I mentioned the last time she defended it. Uh, against Becky, I saw her retaining it. I wouldn't be surprised if Becky actually wins it back. Um, I don't see them going full fledged Sasha and Becky or Sasha and um, Banks with the uh, Charlotte. Jeez, <laughs> Charlotte Sasha and Banks. I couldn't see them doing the uh, Charlotte and Banks flip flop with the title as much, but I just think if there's a good reason, I mean. The cage has the element of surprise at the same time, not just that I wasn't thinking it. Obviously, it makes sense. La Luchador could climb the cage and get involved. There's the classic, um, you know, Becky could be going out the door. Here comes La Luchador, slams the door on her. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of ways it could end. Either way, I'm looking forward to it. I think overall i wasn't as invested in the smackdown women's division as i was in in the raw women's division not that the matches weren't good i just think this element just adds a little bit more excitement it does um we have the feud with natty and nikki still going on uh this was just a brawl that was good i liked it uh it was like a schoolyard fight the crowd was into it the crowd at one point when it got broken up was chanting let them fight they each went after each other after it was broken up and ended with a sharpshooter on the floor. Like, they really did a good job of escalating this. Where it's not, they weren't slapping each other, they weren't pulling each other's hair. They're legitimately like... Yeah, it wasn't a cat fight. Yeah, no, it, I really like this. Like I said, they escalated it really well. I, I'm happy to see where this has gone and excited to see where it's going. Now, will they have a match uh, at the Royal Rumble? Or will this be part of the two-hour pre-show? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> they'll, have their match, they'll have their match eventually, but I like just like we said, like I just I just mentioned that I like that it was actual fight. You actually buy it. It wasn't a cat fight, no hair pulling, and Natty with the great heel touch, just take getting a cheap shot in Nikki's leg. Yeah. Even before, even like, even the video package was great. Mm-hmm. I love the video package. I just like they edited it perfectly. Yeah. To show how glamorous Nikki Bella was mm-hmm. and how, why Natalia actually hated her. And the backstage thing, the backstage segment leading into the match was great. And Natalia with that little just little touch, just knock out Nikki's leg. In the ring, and then getting the upper hand, and then the segment with the sharpshooter. Yeah, Joseph. A lot remains to be seen in this for me. I mean, I, it was interesting. 
on this show that I'd see that. I mean, like, leading up to it, I wasn't too excited about it. That was kind of nice to see that kind of all-out, brawl-out feud. It seemed kind of like, almost like a blood feud, almost. Mm-hmm. It had that feeling. Uh, we'll see where they go from from, from Does there. Does that make you more want to see a match between these two? I don't know. I, I There's something about Natalia. Are you super excited for the two-hour pre-show for the Royal Rumble? Oh, yeah. I'm just, like, <laughs> I'm drooling. I mean, my underwear is wet. Just thinking about it. So yeah, I probably peed myself. Is that pee or shark? A little in the front, so, so the tag division, a little division. front, a little front, and a little back. Nothing to say. Something about it, Natalia doesn't get. Um, what about Carmel? What about Carmel? Yes. Is, is Natty is yes. Natty better than Brett? No. To finish my statement, Natalia is not doing it for me right now. No. Get, get to get to the get to the the best part. Carmel's work. Yes. Against some lady. <laughs> JBL Lunda? destroyed her. He yeah, he called her. her. Lunda? What was May Young's yeah. grand stepdaughter? CJ Lund. Yeah, he called her uh, Eleanor Roosevelt at one point. <laughs> I read, and I don't know if any of you guys read that 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 name Lund is like a kind of throwout to Arn Anderson. Oh, really? Kind of a throwback to his real name. Yeah, good for her. It's called a Jack Gallagher's sister, Illy Burke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind of ridiculous segment. Obviously, we now know that Carmella is truly using James Ellsworth. Doesn't actually find him weirdly attractive. Well, she found his chin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with this use of James Ellsworth. In yeah. the title picture, this not so much. This is so good. I don't care. This is so good. Like, I really hope that shopping spree is on site. <laughs> I really do. Me too. I think it'll take place in Champs. You think so? <laughs> no, I really hope it's on site. I, I don't care where it is. I want to see this so bad. I cannot wait. You don't think it'll take place uh, with Angel in the Christiana Mall? Pedo. <laughs> <laughs> Cause that could happen. Yeah, it can. <laughs> Her with Enzo and Cass. I cannot. Like the three of them back together with Angel and James Ellsworth. Like this is the second thing I'm looking forward to on SmackDown next week. The, uh, the, the, the cage match and the shopping. I really hope it's on site. I don't uh, want it back. I want it on site at a mall. Yeah. Other thing I loved is when she said, "I'm on a winning streak," and I have a surprise for you, <laughs> and. He said, oh, I've been waiting for this for 32 years. Like, was he saying he had not kissed a girl for his 32 years of life? No, my favorite thing was, spray. I was hoping he did, like, Dumb and Dumber, and then it sprayed, it sprayed in the wrong direction. <laughs> That's what I was hoping for. That would have been good. I wasn't even thinking yeah, that at the time. Yeah. Anytime I see that spray, I always think about Dumb and Dumber. I think I was too busy laughing at what he had actually said to worry about that. And and then, um, what did he say about his suit? Yeah, I haven't worn a suit since my supposedly high school yeah, graduation. Yeah, supposed to graduate. <laughs> that time I was supposed to graduate from high school. That brings us to, Eck, I know you were about to mention something about the SmackDown tag teams. I'm going to let you run with that if you'd I like to. <laughs> I, I concur. Uh, I do want to talk about the SmackDown tag team division. Um, I, I love what they're doing with it. I mean, they got pretty much every team looking prominent. Um, the tag team title match, to get to the point, I thought it was a great match. I don't know about everyone else's point of view. Was or the match. Match. Was match was good. I thought it, it kept everyone strong. Um, you know, you can almost see the dissension in the Y family as expected, and you got it to another, another level. Mm-hmm. I think I wanted it to continue when <laughs> the uh, super kick uh, hit the wrong person. But either way, I mean, good match, better segment than some other segments from SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Either way, SmackDown still a better show than Raw this week. Absolutely, again, again, Joseph topping it. I agree with them in, in a lot of ways. It was it was a good match. Um, again, you've seen the dissension with the Wyatts. And you're seeing probably setting up, setting up, uh, <laughs> setting up uh, Orton turning on him a little bit. Um, my only caveat to it is I would like to see American Alpha get some strong dominant wins, not just some 
some easy roll-ups or just some, you know, kind of the, the kind of, I guess it's the way the Y family is now. They're, they're not on the same page, so mm-hmm. they're getting those wins because of that. I want to see what I want to see American Alpha build up to what they what they could be is just a, a purely dominant tag team. Yeah, right. they need to be doing that on people like the Ascension. Either way, you know, it, every time they pin uh, the Y family, they're pinning a former world champion. Not, I, that's what I said. I understand from the Y family yeah. standpoint, but I like to see them get some good wins. I agree. I concur. Well, I concur. <laughs> the match was the match, it was a really good match. Uh, there was enough. There was just enough Bray Wyatt, not much, which is <laughs> which is always a nice touch for me. But the match was fine. I do like. How it ended because I predicted this is how it how it would end. I, I told I said Bray Wyatt and Randy would, would wrestle the match and Harper would attempt to get involved and it would, and it would backfire in which it did, and now a, a nice touch they did have is after the match they had the dissension between um, Randy and, and Harper and Harper trying to kick Orton but he hits he gets Bray and I like the fact that Bray doesn't know what to do do now Bray seems to be pissed and they yeah. all walked out separate I do like that because now Bray is like okay. Harper, what are you doing? Randy didn't do anything. You're the Luke. You're the reason we lost this match. So I do like I, I do like that, and there's a predict, unpredictability factor when it comes in the Wyatt family now. I do like this. So I like the story. Like I like I, said, I before, few, like throughout the first year, I would destroy Bray Wyatt. But when you do something in, good with the guy in the story, you'll talk. You'll, you won't talk about what what they lack of. Mm-hmm. That's how that's how these stories work. You. Story. Not, every, not every guy is good at everything. Yeah, yeah. Story overcompensates for what for what you like, and that's what that, that's what it is. And they've done a good job with the Wyatt play. I'm I'm actually interested, and they actually got me more interested because now Bray Wyatt doesn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, so I have one thing I really liked. Other the match was good. Oh, one, have, one more oh, thing. Yeah, Where is Chad Gable's towel? <laughs> I don't know. It's not on WWE shop yet either, is it? No. I just noticed that he doesn't have the towel. Or the, the, and last night they even say Ready Willing and Gable. Yeah. I see. I didn't notice that, but they did have a line I did like, which was one of the things I was about to. You know why, right? Why? I don't know why. I can't. Oh, JBL told him to drop it. Really? JBL on Talking Smack. I almost want to say it was the week they won the titles. Yeah. He told him to drop it. Why? He told him they got to lose it to grow up. It's wrestling. (laughs) It's pro wrestling. (laughs) Act like a girl. Watch it. Watch it. I'm telling you. He asked. That's what it was. He told them, and he said they want to do it no more. I'm not saying I don't believe you. I'm just saying that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely believe you that that's I, Maybe he didn't say... Did he say grow up? Yeah, he, he did. It says time to grow up. It's time to step up the big league. So you don't concur with JBL? No. Right. Well, e- either way, they're still your SmackDown Tag Team Champions. They are. Um, Which is good. I just want to see some wins I mean, again against some secondary teams. Yeah. The thing I did like was that their last line of their promo was... Uh, you can try to hang with us, but you can't. You can try to take our titles, but you can't. I thought that was awesome. You like that or no? No, it's coming up with a bad idea. You seem so, ruffled. So <laughs> sick. Yeah, I thought it was a good line. Um, the the only nitpick I have with the whole Wyatt family thing, which obviously we all knew, this was destined for failure eventually. Um, but at least it lasted longer than other things they did. Right. But what, what I... I'm worried about is I mentioned something on the show either last week or the week before that I thought it, like a cool aspect of it is Harper not trusting Orton Orton finding a way to overshadow uh-huh. Luke and then as soon as Orton realizes Harper has bailed on Bray that's when he goes after Bray because Bray has no backup left and I feel like it, everything that's happening with them is too accidental like, I wish that this was all just Randy Orton's plan, not 
It's just kind of just so happening to. to I like fall that. Apart. I, I, I agree. I see it. Could it be? Could it be what part of his plan? Could it be all just planned? Yeah, but, but nobody. I, mean, I don't think it could, could be his plan it? that Harper accidentally. Yeah, I do. Is doing I, these things. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like they, they could have portrayed this in a way where it looks like Orton is manipulating, where it seems more accidental to me. Well, I think I'm not see, mad about it. Well, I think, think that would have been too obvious. Well, I think you'll see Orton start to man, manipulate Bray Wyatt now, because like this thing could kind of just. Happen on accident. You can't you can't force Luke Harper to hit cost you match by accident. But right. this, I guess you could say the, the pieces are kind of falling into place for Randy Orton. Yeah, it's just like plot contrivance to me. Which whatever. I mean, if if they get they do a good job of getting to the end result, I'm not going to have that complaint. That's why I said it's a nitpick, and I'm not mad about yeah. it. Word of the day calendar. Yeah, contrivance. <laughs> yeah, I think that I think that was January. You think so? Yeah, I remember <laughs> looking at my calendar. So it was a recent one for me. Yeah, it's just real quick. On my memory bank. It's good recall. Yeah, thank you. Good recall memory. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm cool with Alpha being the champs. Um, and I do think, though, that those pieces are falling into place with the Wyatt story. Um, Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> now, you guys, a lot of you have been call, you guys have been calling for this, for this kind of turn for him. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about it? I love it. I love it. Uh-uh. I don't necessarily. Well, actually, you know what? I shouldn't say that. When it first started, I was not loving it because he does the interview with Dasha, and he just walk. He just has like the sad face and walks out. I'm like, I don't want mopey, like whiny Dolph Ziggler. I want like it was new. I'm I'm now a heel. I'm not. I don't got no words for you, Dolph Ziggler. It to me, it just kind of looked like, Ugh, but that's Ziggler. That's what it looked <laughs> like to me. Um, now the aftermath of his match. Where he loses, he snaps, obviously. Takes out Apollo and Kalisto with the chair. I was like, okay, this looks a lot better right now than it did 15 minutes ago. Yeah. Um, but I want to see Heel Diggler. Or Heel Diggler. Heel Diggler. Heel Diggler. Is that a new character? Yeah. Heel Diggler. I want to see, see Heel Dolph Ziggler. Heel Diggler is the NWO member. Yeah, I want to see him on the microphone. I want to see the Heel character, not just... Him hitting people with a chair. But, yeah. But it is looking up. They this is a better, more... some better movement for Dolph Ziggler than what we've gotten for most of the last year or two. Uh, well, on a side note, the social media loves this. And if you didn't read her in the social media, I know this will like you more, uh, make you like Ziggler more than mm-hmm. you already do. I'm assuming you did not watch Talking Smack this week? I didn't watch it. Either. I didn't know. Um, well, what was your one of your main things you didn't like about Ziggler? Over the past year. Over the past year? Aside from him trying, being the trying guy, something he may... Let um, him roll out the scrolls. Shawn Michaels. Yeah. So, if you can't be Shawn Michaels, dress like one of his friends. He was wearing Talking (laughs) Smack wearing an NWO shirt. (laughs) (laughs) So that's good. That's a really good touch. And that's what's great. As much as I haven't watched Talking Smack in most of the last month, that's what's great about Talking Smack is... A lot of these guys are so boxed in by the writing on the show. They can go out there and cut loose. On on uh, Talking Smack, they get to do some things that they wouldn't normally be able to do otherwise. And it gives them another opportunity to kind of get themselves over or, you know, build some progression for themselves. Like The Miz had that promo on Talking Smack three months ago. If it wasn't for Talking Smack, maybe you guys wouldn't be such Miz marks. <laughs> it catapulted where he, where he was. Right. Uh, say I, I definitely appreciate that. I've always been a Ms. Mark. From Dolph Ziggler. Don't, uh, don't brag about that. 
SmackDown. I mean, anybody else have any thoughts? Anybody have thoughts on on Ziggler? I like this. I was just starting to think. I, I I didn't mind him walking away from Dasha because I just happens. saw it as him being fed up. Mm-hmm. Like you 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 could you could you could take it your way too, but I just saw him like he's just like fed up. Yeah, after he lost, I like when he like his face after he lost. He's like, what the hell? Even mm-hmm. even on commentary, they were saying he, Ziggler how Ziggler can't buy a win, so he actually has a reason to turn heel. And I think I think he worked house shows with Ambrose with, for the IC title. So that might actually be a thing. I think. I'm not 100% positive. I could have sworn I read that, that he actually was facing um, Ambrose at a house show for the IC title. So I'm interested to see. I'm, I, so I didn't see Talking Smack, so I don't know exactly what he said. I don't yeah. know if he had any explanation. But I'm interested I'm interested to see, interested to see where this goes. And did anybody find it funny that Apollo Crews tried so hard not to smile when he ran out of the room? <laughs> I didn't, but that's awesome. <laughs> and very fitting. He tried so hard not to smile. I was like... He, <laughs> It's 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 a shame to be so right about a guy, but when he got called up, when he got demoted, we all said he didn't develop enough of a character in he, NXT, he and he so, was just gonna fall. He could be so mm-hmm. good at NXT right now. You know what? It would be really good for him. And I know this has been said over a dozen times on the show. Not not about him. Um, and again, if this being a PG product, it's not gonna happen. I'll make it real short because this is nothing but a pipe dream. But if they had a hardcore title, oh. at least at least he. He could be the crazy weirdo that gets beat up and he smiles. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Like, like, like. That's good. Aaron, right Aaron's our Al Snow of the podcast. He could be the <laughs> the Al Snow of the hardcore division for SmackDown. <laughs> anything else about SmackDown? Nothing for me, Joseph. Anything on SmackDown? Beating Raw again. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah, their Raw is 0 for January so far. Uh, we have any more listener questions before we get out of here? Yes, we do. We have a question, another question from good friend of the show, Joe Lafferty. This is, well, he actually had a few rant, ranting questions, actually. <laughs> Sounds about right for Joe Lafferty. <laughs> Why do I still watch this? <laughs> as long as I've known him, he's just fixed in his ways. You're an addict. We all yeah. are. He's as much of a mark as the rest of us. That's why. Yeah, because for the last, as he said on as his, as smart unsa- as we think we are, as he marks. said on his unsanctioned, he's been watching it forever and never stopped. So that's why you John. watch it. Eighty-five. With, you watch it with hope and promise. That's a fact. Because mm-hmm. every time I watch Raw, I'm like, I think Raw's gonna be good tonight. Yeah, I think it will be, and it's not. And <laughs> never. And you're so afraid you're gonna miss something, like yeah. just like it's huge. like a dream, like yeah, it, it is a dream. And it's funny when good stuff happens, like Shane McMahon returns, I'll be busy at work and I'll get a text message from my best friend, like, Shane O'Mac, Shane yeah. O'Mac. <laughs> but like the night nothing happens, I'm sitting in front of my TV, like oh man, so, like should yeah. I not look at my phone? Yeah. I'm yeah. Mi- I, I look at my phone. Oh my gosh, yeah. nobody's texting. Yeah. yeah, the highlight, the highlight I get in my in our in our group text. Is from Josh saying how good Lana looks. <laughs> That's the highlight of my text messages for the last month or so. Yeah. And why do I still watch this? I don't know, but I've been raw obsolete for the last <laughs> month or so. It's been horrible. I think you've uh, deemed it obsolete ever since you met Matt Hardy. <laughs> well, watching raw will break you. It will. <laughs> uh, yeah, Joey laugh. I will say, definitely don't feel bad that you still watch. You watch it because you have a love for it, a passion for it, because eventually the next great run will come about, and you don't want to miss it when it does. Yeah. Well, I'll be five years older than we are now, but yeah. right. we'll be there. That's that's madness, honestly. If, if he can't sell it to you, no one can. Not even, not even Ron Popeil. <laughs> he can sell anything. Ron Popeil. Wow. Yeah. Uh, what? Wow. <laughs> 
And his next question is, will Vince learn anything from Kenny Omega versus Kazushiko Okada? I have not seen the match yet. Uh, I was sent a link to it. I will watch as soon as I have some free time. You got 45 um, minutes? Uh, I could carve out 45 <laughs> minutes somewhere. Maybe not all at once, but I'll... Now that I know it's 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, but I will say this. The Indies have definitely influenced WWE over the last five years. So I would assume if something gets a lot of buzz, it, it will have some influence on WWE. I can't cite any specifics. I haven't seen any of it. But I will say if something buzzworthy happened, they will try to find a way to, to put their own mark on it. Best friend, you got anything to say? Like I said, pretty much word for word that Mr. Pastry said, I can see if there is something that makes sense in PG parameters that they can mimic it, they will. I haven't seen it yet, and I will. I intend to watch. I will have more than 45 minutes to to, to devote to it. <laughs> um, as our good friend Dave Meltzer has said, uh, Kenny, <laughs> Kenny Omega might be getting into motion to the majors. Oh no, he's not, because he's booked in a Japan tournament on March. On March. Hey, uh, you, right, you can't you can't discount Dave Meltzer. Yeah, and his I, can't, I can't discount contract infringement. Let's put it this way: he may or Which may contract? he may or may you not. You don't think John Cena can pay those up. fees for him? He may or may not be moving up. True. He may or may not. And that's right. reporting. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is my thing. Okay, well. Vince will take something from this, but there are things I hope he doesn't take from this. First of all, this match was entirely too long. And Kenny Omega, I know you said you never actually seen Kenny Omega match. He he can kind of do all styles. Some people regard him as probably top five in the world. That's that, that's debatable because you could just argue. It's, it's all about your preference and what right. you, about your preference. Who would you compare him to right now? But. Some people say he's good as AJ. I don't think he's good as AJ, but he he's similar to AJ because AJ can kind of play all, all, every kind of style. That's the thing, though. So all these guys that loved AJ a year ago or two years ago, now he's a top guy in WWE, and they got to find the new guy that they say is better than yeah. anybody in WWE. Yeah, yeah. And they'll find somebody to say that about. Yeah. Now, I can't say he's not because I've never seen a match. I haven't had time to watch any New Japan, but I'm saying... If he's not that good, they will they will find someone to say that about. Yeah, yeah there's always got to be the best guy in the Indies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, like, like, one of my things for this show, I wanted to kind of dig into other things, especially for, especially for, like, match of the year thing, categories, and maybe superstar of the year. Think, things like that just branch out a little bit. But the thing I don't like about New Japan is the selling and kicking out of finishers because they kick out of it like it's nothing. Like, it doesn't fit into the match. It doesn't tell a story. It's not. It's not like... You hit your finisher and then you laid out for like thirty seconds and then you pin him. It's it like plays into the fight forever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, it does. And that's my one thing. That's my one great right about New Japan, and that's why I really can't get into it. And also, there's not always really stories there. So there are things that you can take from it and things you I don't want to take want to take from that. Well, in a way, this may be completely different. And I still think match of 2016 was Nakamura Zayn. There really wasn't a story for that match, per se. I but mean, it, it was Sammy's go away, but 
you knew it, but you didn't. It's not like it was advertised. This is Sammy's last match in NXT. No, it was just a big match. Yeah, it was a big match. And you you would almost think that's something <laughs> NXT copied <laughs> off of. It was kind of known that it was his last match. And plus, you had Shinsuke was one of the biggest signings. In the yeah, and they, it, it, you knew through internet buzz, but it wasn't said on TV. No, but yes, it was on NXT TV. Sami Zayn came out and said... He wanted a big match. He wanted a, he wanted a big match, and they had Nakamura coming out. We kind of knew Sami Zayn made his debut. All right, guys, so I drink a lot. Leave well, Eck, now don't let don't let me put words in your mouth. But what I what I think I'll you're put saying the mouth is in your mouth. it's not the, it's not like they the two those two guys had a story that built. The story was Sammy wants a big match. Okay, Nakamura is going to debut. You'll get him. That was the story. It wasn't like. These guys had built something up over. Yeah, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a blood feud. Yeah, yeah. Kinda... And then, like, I don't watch New Japan on the regular, but I do read it. Like, a lot of that show was just like they have these never open weight six man tag team. They've been around for a year. I could have sworn they changed hands at least ten times. Yeah. And then like, Cody fought Juice Robinson, formerly known as CJ Parker in NXT. Mm-hmm. And I asked Derek, I was like, Is he still an environmentalist? <laughs> I don't know what he's doing, and I he he's like a uh, I don't know, but um I asked Derek about this on Facebook about did Cody even like they did they even say why Cody's in the Bullet Club? There's no explanation, and but commentary did a good job. They, they, they rely a lot on the commentary. Kevin Kelly was in commentary. I think Steve Carino. Kevin Kelly. Yeah. Still alive? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's a ring of honor. He's a content ring of oh, honor. I want to watch it now. <laughs> they, they, no, they did a real good job saying how how, how Cody, how, how's the Bullet Club going to exist with Cody and Kenny Omega and Adam Cole? Like these guys, like three leaders, by at, by themselves. So like there was no story about Cody being in the Bullet Club. They probably they'll probably like give you answers later down the road, but there's like no build up. There's just a like, pro one video of Cody. He's in the Bullet Club. That's why I think of New Japan. There's not always stories there. Stories there. That's why it's hard for me to watch it. Like. I, I love wrestling though, but I still want to know what's going on. Thank you. Uh, what else we got question wise? Anything else? That's it for tonight. That was it for tonight. All right. Well, anybody who hung in there with us for an hour and fifty four minutes, thank you. Anyone who's hung in there with us for the last year, thank you for that. Even thank more. you even more. Yeah. You, Anyone who will hang in with us for another year, we thank you even more for that. Uh, I would like to thank once again my three awesome co-hosts, three my amigos, three friends. <laughs> Four, four, Ek2 Fly, Eric Trimbicki. Four, Mr. Sexy Punakana, then now forever, C. Kane Joe Rottermill. Four, the voice that runs the place, Mr. Wednesday Night Live, the European champion, Alo Aaron Lloyd, hailing from Lisbon, Portugal. Come up for, for air. <laughs> <laughs> I am Ron Pashery. Madness. We'll see you next week. Hop on the top rope, by the land with elbow. Got them now, put them down right now, hit them with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again, fans mocking man. Man, I hate my ball, shut the mission, man. It ain't safe to land, off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome well. What I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.